Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Ganesi, Curse of the Green Sea. We're a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast about six adventurers who are trying to stop the realm eater, Amira, from destroying the world. Hi, I'm Chase Ebeling and I play Alexander, the human sorcerer. When he was young and going through the coming of age trial at the Lyceum, to survive he had to hunt and kill for food, right? So he ended up catching a small snow bunny and the act of uh, killing and processing the creature is the reason why he avoids eating meat products now like he'll eat it if it's necessary to survive but at all costs he tries to avoid that damn <laughs> not to like detract from that in any way but it's just like you did you see a little streamer in the background being like that's the cutest thing i've ever seen <laughs> then your arrow just whizzes into it he's like <laughs> <laughs> that's Millie in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that's why oh, Terry and his girlfriend making him. <laughs> oh oh boy. Now it's canon. I'm that person on, on stream. I hate it. I am Warden Mendez and I play Dara Metallic, the druid slash cleric of Neramis Steelborn. And my not so fun fact is that Dara's ambidextrous, but they prefer to use their left arm. So, and that's the one that they use the uh, the nice little Eldritch Blast thing that actually looks like a laser beam. It's a freaking laser. Um, that's the one. <laughs> they want Steelborn with a freaking laser beam on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um. My name is Coleman Winger, and I play Orafarne, the Echo Knight fighter paladin, Mazoku. Um, my fact for Orafarne today is that, you know, he, you know, weapons get names when they do stuff that's prestigious. Well, every time Orafarne forges a weapon or piece of armor of his own, he just gives it a name because he knows that there's probably a really good chance that he's going to do something that that weapon's name sticks with it and it becomes super special and important anyway. And so his short sword wolf and his kukri talon, as well as his exploding crossbow boomstick, are the most <laughs> recent on the list. And I am Addison Bell. I play Clution Trailbreaker. Your bug boy ranger tracker guy still of the group and uh fun fact about clution today it seems like a lot of these have been about his clothes but we've never talked about his hands done boots pants, <laughs> boots, pants shirt clothes done all of that never talked about his hands so we're gonna find out today that he doesn't wear gloves won't wear gloves tried gloves once they like you know he went to shoot an arrow it like came off before he was ready for it is an early fire situation. The glove went flying off into the, the brush and all that. He just never bothered went to go find it. It's still out there somewhere. <laughs> Legends say it still awaits a there's ranger like, to accept it. There's like three nature spirits just like homing, beaconing their way back like that screw from the Iron Giant. <laughs> but like oh he just God. keeps getting farther and farther away from it. <laughs> oh god damn it I am Dustin Ull and I play Yorderim Battlehammer the Mel Mountain Dwarf fighter uh, Yordi's fun fact is Yordi has actually never been fishing before and <laughs> seeing it throughout all his travels it's something that he's always been interested in doing but has never got the chance to 
I thought you were just going to stop. Like, he's never been fishing before, and that was just going to be the end of it. And I loved that. (laughs) 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 I thought about it, and I was like, nah. All he's fishing for is the shit at the bottom of a barrel. So. Hey, yo. (laughs) Swedish fish. Hi, I'm Marshall at the DM. Hello. (laughs) I suffered a concussion recently, and I still have a hard time with words. So this will be fun. Uh, my fun fact for tonight is at this exact moment in the game's timeline, Varn is attempting to enter the Ethereum to find the usurpers. Oh, there you go. what? He's alive? <laughs> well, hot there. Say what? <laughs> yeah, we saved him. Kind of. Yeah, remember? We turned him into there. the... He's a god. Oh, yeah. Basically. How can you kill a god? That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's a god to a non-believer? <laughs> <sighs> Last time on the Chronicles of Ganesi, two weddings took place, or one wedding, you could say, took place for, for four people. Uh, Orofarne officiated the weddings of Alexander and Millie and Clusian and Jenny. And after the wedding, they were gifted two items from Suger and his supposed wife, Lady Mari. They were gifted a uh, decanter of endless water that had the quote in Aquin, Lady Mari bequeaths upon you this life water. Use it not to bring death and destruction, but life and order. And a plain metallic flask with a silver chain. As they left the Barokumuda, Argeter took them around the side to find the stables where the Dortoka Amalur was waiting for them. Uh, after attaching the sled around its harness, or the harness to the sled, whatever, um, Amalur led them north uh, by slightly northwest, I believe, to the sand chasm from where Basamortsuke had risen up and fled south, uh, trying to get away from Shamsi here. As they descended, uh, most of the group went down in their um, Stratus Falcons. Argeter took his little hang glider and um, Yordurim <laughs> popped his shields out and went sledding. It was fantastic. Um, Yordurim found a stone tablet that was partially buried in the ground in writing that he couldn't quite make out. It seemed vaguely familiar, but the dialect and some of the words were very strange indeed. Um, the rest of the party regrouped at the top of a large ziggurat uh, on a small, what was once an island <laughs> in this area that is now dried up. And they found a large chunk of Denora crystal sticking out over the top. After interacting with the sun-shaped sacrificial basin in the center of the top of the ziggurat, uh, it caused a hand to rise, stone hand far to the west uh, to rise out of the ground out of center of a stone garden. And the ziggurat was partially destroyed as the Denora crystal fell from it and kind of collapsed pieces of the ziggurat. Uh, the group asked Argeter to channel the spirit of whatever dragon was deceased and kind of just left to the sands of time uh, by the hand where they eventually met the dragon Sorgina, which took over Argeter's body and began speaking through him. 
it spoke that there were only two in the group who could wield the power of the weave, uh, at which point Alexander flew over to the stone hand, knelt beside the weave, and said, I want to protect this world. The rest of you see Alexander fly. What do you do? <laughs> we'll start there. Wow, how do you open from that one? Um, <laughs> and then I interrupted you. Sorry about that. What do you mean supposed wife? Well, that's just what he told you. You don't know if that's actually true or not. You said his wife last time. Now it's supposed wife. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, he said this is my wife. Like, well, you I'm, know. But I think we're team Archer. I'm not trying to say that it's not that it's his wife. I'm, I'm saying that he told you it's his wife. So supposedly it's his. Don't read into it. Hold up. Let me go get the tinfoil. Let me. Yeah, I was about to say if Marshall came up to you and said that's. We're uh, just going to get Morgan. that. She's my We're going to get that wife. SpongeBob leaning forward <laughs> meme. Is this a hand? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, excuse me, is she, is she or is she not your wife? Oh, I mean, supposedly she is. <laughs> is you is mean? or is you ain't my baby? Is there paperwork stating she's his wife? Alexander, be careful. Did I touch the thing? Yeah. Um, touch the weave and nothing happens. Unbelievable. <laughs> God damn it. Long have you been sitting on that baby. one? Baby. <laughs> You've been planning that since 10 o'clock, like two Wednesdays ago. <laughs> that was good. Oh like, my God. Chance is coming, boys. Chance is coming. <laughs> oh my it's God. Like it's either going to work or it's going to not. Little wheel, little woe. And in the chance of woe. <laughs> that joke's here. I love it. I love it. Uh, initially, nothing happens. Um, after a few moments, you begin to see the light uh, that's kind of moving around the weave itself. Um, you've landed in this sandy rock garden, essentially, with a 10-foot-tall sandstone wall all around it, with the hand rising out, reaching up at the sky as if drowning, like I said last time. Um, as you kind of land, you notice that the grass around the very center of the area has been slightly disturbed by the hand but not as much as you would expect uh, the weave itself is this glistening light bluish white kind of color um, that's kind of fading in and out almost ethereal in nature you see sparks almost like fireflies that are illuminating the area all around it um, in this not so natural darkness that hovers this entire area um, and after a moment, as you, you lay your hand on it, you see the light begin to grow from these uh, firefly-like beings. And soon the area is encompassed in light. The rest of you at the ziggurat, you also watch as the light grows stronger and stronger at the hand, 
and slowly encompasses the entire area. You blink your eyes, Alexander, <clears throat> and you look around you. You are in a white, empty place with what looks like the weave-like material below your feet forming the ground of the space, and more of the fireflies just floating, ambient white light all around. You turn behind you and you see all of your companions standing. You see Argeter kind of half knelt down still, just slowly stand. You watch as the room begins to fill with a very light violet color, slowly making its way through the weave and then up the artificial walls of this space. You can't tell how far the distance is, whether it's 10 feet in front of you or a thousand. It just seems to stretch endlessly uh, in this illusion area. You watch as the purple rises into the sky, forming darker clouds with purple electricity crackling through. You feel the charge in the air tingling across your skin, all of you do. Then suddenly, you hear what sounds like waves lapping on the ocean, just rising and slowly falling back down. The weave below you begins to shift and mold and turn into a very beautiful azure blue that Orfarne, you look into it and you get that distinct feeling of just being out at sea once more. He watches it slowly, artificially seems to rise and fall like waves in the distance. And as they approach you, they just pass through. The sky as well begins to clear and turns the same blue as the floor until it gathers at the top and rain begins to fall. After a moment that feels like eternity, it shifts once more. The floor below you becomes fiery red cracked, barren, almost like what you've seen in the Cragspire Mountains. Touched at some point by lava, you see the walls begin to shift to a, a very bright red, blinding almost, before it slowly cools into darker colors. The ceiling this time feels like it begins to collapse upon you as ash and dust rains down. And as you feel that you're about to be encompassed by the unending lava surrounding you, you feel soft grass beneath your feet. You see the leaves of distant trees above, sunlight filtering through. Until once more, all that remains is white emptiness with the material of the weave below. You watch as a figure slowly materializes from these elements, combining different pieces of them, the reds, the blues, the greens, the purples. Slowly, a figure forms out of the weave, standing roughly six foot three, wearing a simple robe. And the figure appears to be female. It just slowly tilts its head and looks at all of you before taking steps to be within 10 feet of the group. She just pauses and watches, curiously tilting her head. 
Do I see this figure as well? This yes, is only wise. Am I with the group or am I separate? They are basically surrounding you from the signs and behind. Okay. This figure, do I recognize it? Make advantage. <laughs> I'm, advantage. I'm, hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you enhanced ability. I'm gonna touch your shoulder. Okay. Um, um this one is going to be a little hard. I was going to say. But it is possible. Hold on one sec while I get it popped up. Uh, Chase, which do you think you would need? You gonna, I don't know. You, wanna, <laughs> you want uh, wisdom? Uh, you want something, charisma? Something to boost my intellect. My intellectual powers. Do you want me to use... Well, I mean, we can do intelligence. Was that gonna? Is that gonna help your role? That's the question. That's. I'm trying to do this before he says it. That's what the two cents I'm giving you from my inkling. Okay, then I will give you the fox's cunning. And they give you advantage on your intelligence check. Okay. Okay, I'm going. Green, to... roll a history check for me. You chose correctly. <laughs> I, I figured it'd be history or religion or knowledge, one of the three. The first roll was a 14, and the second one was 11, so the 14 plus 3. Okay, it's a 17 total. Right. All right. You remember this person. You've seen this person once before. You have a difficult time placing exactly when, but you know it was recently, before the Brokamuda, after the Lorekeeper's Grove. Was it that priestess we saw on the beach? Yes, it is. Nahinahara. Or at least the visage of her. Okay. You get the feeling more than anything as you realize who this person was or is or is taking the form of you feel that feeling of absolution that they tried to give you in the graveyard just wash over you as do the rest of you those of you who have deep regret or have feelings of inadequacy or that you're not strong enough to protect the people that you love or that you failed them you feel this wave of peace wash over you momentarily. You feel absolved. You feel born again, almost, in this light. She slowly shifts her gaze between each of you before her eyes rest on Alexander's. She nods slowly. You hear a voice that is not of Mahinahara that you heard before and not of Sorgina, who you may expect. It says to you, one question. <clears throat> it says, are you prepared for what this will entail? Yes. You see her, after speaking the question, definitely not in her voice, you see the room around you begin to shift and change as the weave begins to move onto the walls and the ceiling. The colors once again changing rapidly 
shifting between blues and purples and greens and reds, constantly changing before landing on what appears to be an icy blue as the room itself begins to feel charged with energy like the purple, but less noticeable. You feel the pull of the arcane all around you. You see what looks like light blue fireflies that you had seen previously uh, in the circle garden. You see them glowing and hovering around your body. Did you feel a shift inside yourself? And you know intrinsically that the soul of Tabit Nezelray is no longer within you. As for the first time in your life, you are fully free of outside influence. Stretch my fingers, flex my hands. As you do so, you stretch your fingers out, flex your hands, stretch them open again. You watch as a teardrop-shaped light blue gem appears. And you see a brief shadow moving through it before it comes to rest in your hand. I grasp this this gem. Do I get the sense that the uh, Teb was probably inside? You do. And you watch as you kind of stare at it. You can see the shadow occasionally flicker and move around inside the gym. The visage of Mahinahara, Archpriestess of the Novanum, nods slowly toward you. You watch as she almost begins to melt into the surroundings, her body slowly disintegrating into the floor and walls and ceiling. And then you see something very strange. You hear the voice of Sorgina in the background, uh, less Sorgina coming out of Argeter and more Sorgina in their true form, as they say, Polyphonic architects of the transitory wave waged a long and bloody war. You see the scenes of life and death around you. You see people in strange vestments and robes, strange armor, wielding what look like tuning forks almost, some of them, some of them wielding these strange long staves with curled ends uh, with eyes in the center and they hold them up and you hear them singing and as they sing you watch spells forming around them you watch the landscape change you watch life rearrange itself to suit their needs you see at first about five of them and slowly the vision zooms and you begin to see more and more hundreds, thousands of these people. You see people with ancient weaponry, people with shoddy wooden spears with little flint tips. You see people with old bows and arrows. You see people with slings sitting next to people with guns that you've seen in the Green Sea recently, but more advanced. Uh, you see people with 
very beautiful staves and bows and swords made of steel next to people with, like I said, really shitty equipment. Um, it looks like this place, this, this strange in-between is everywhere at all times, at once, as if the entire universe and time itself was rallying against one common goal. And then it slowly shows into the sky and you see stars winking out one after another. You see planets disappearing. You see in the distance entire chunks of this, this plane that are just dissolving into nothing. And then you see in the distance what appears to be a large worm-like creature, a behemoth, a leviathan in the sky, sending out light blue and purple energy. And he watches life forms in those regions that had been destroyed. He watches lands are remade. He watches beings come to life, beasts and trees alike. The vision begins to fade, and Sorgina says, This is the last that I can do for you. See the beginning and the end. And this time, this time, please, succeed. The voice fades. The vision fades. Alexander, you're standing alone in a rock garden with no weave and the hand. You hear a loud, piercing bang. This chthonic shattering almost the very frag like that the very fragmenting the very world around you as the land beneath you begins to give way and the plateau begins to descend uh... you watch as a schism shoots down and across toward the temple toward the ziggurat and beyond as water begins slowly seeping up from the bottom of this chasm you hear with your passive after that schism, what sounds like bones scraping against stone. The rest of you are standing on the ziggurat or in front of the ziggurat now, watching the schism tear apart the land and water begin rising from the, the bottom of this dried lake. You see the ziggurat itself split in two the large Denora crystal that had been fallen on the side, a huge chunk of it falls into the schism. Although there is still quite a bit of it in the sands to the north. What do you do? So I assume I'm falling? Not so much. It's more like the land around you is slowly falling down. So he's stable. For now. Is there a way I could get back to the group? Yeah, I mean, climb the wall. Uh, 
play the Stratus Falcon if you, you know, have time to do it and pop over um, or run and, you know, whatever you do. Okay, so this isn't like a everything's collapsing right now type of thing. It's like a, it's slowly sinking. It's slowly sinking. Okay. Yes. How much time do you think we have? Well, uh, I, I want to be clear here. The Ziggurat is not sinking. The plateau with the Ziggurat is not. It's only the rock garden. It's it's where I'm standing. Okay, I'm um, gonna. I'm. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. I was like, I can come get you. Go for it. Do your thing. Yeah. Let me let me wild shape. Wait, can I do that? Can I wild shape into a giant eagle yet, or is that still a no? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. I don't think I can. It's the age old question. It's the age old question. I can. A giant do... eagle is CR one. It's... One but, and I don't but think I'm is there it yet. Level seven, you can do flying for Druid. I don't remember. That's the question. Is that I always forget? Um, let me look. I should know this because I've played Druid in my other thing. I should know I this. I've been playing. It's nine. Nine. I think that sounds right. I took. I'm Druid eight. Just there, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just on the, on the, right on the tip. Um, so that won't work. I could fly or over. It, or is it level eight? Where's level eight? Hold on. Let me see if I have Polly. I'm gonna pull up my druid so I can help look. Well, I don't think I can do it because it's if it's nine, I still can't do it. But eight I, but I can use my. Eighth level, you can fly. Hey, yo, I'm going to transform. I'll let you down. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was close enough. Okay. Let me go ahead and wild shape into a giant metal wooden eagle. You see them do the transformers noise, and then they zoom down, pick up Alexander, and zoom back, and then they transform noise back. Yes. Before she picks me up, I'm going to pick up the sword, my sword, because of changes, it dropped out of its pocket dimension. Mm -hmm. um, do we need pieces of that Denora crystal? Well, yeah. probably. If that's your okay. Goal. Is is that falling into the... Yes. The no, it said that there's a large chunk of it falling in, but there is also a large piece that is not in the chasm that is okay. up gotcha, in the northern gotcha, sand. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Yes. Do you guys want me to go grab that? Pretty damn big. Um, I'm going not to, to pick it up. It I is a big be. ass piece. As I get to the to the back to the group, I point. Before back you do, Dara, in your giant eagle shape, Fuck. does a 19 hit you? Oh my fucking god! Yes. <laughs> no, I'm holding him. Yeah. Well, um, things are happening, Marshall. Yeah. You should have warned me. I should not have warned you. Is this the warning, warning was the sound of bones scraping uh, against the ground. I heard yeah. that, and I jumped to go grab him. My passive perception of 19 would have heard that and went to go get him. To, uh, Marshall's like, you chose poorly. I chose to save Alexander. There aren't okay. any bones scraping in my backpack, are there? Don't. <laughs> no. Don't. Stop! Okay, Stop okay Dora, you will take eight points of piercing damage uh, in your giant eagle form. As long uh, as... I know how much health a giant eagle I, I'm going to get that. Not I much. Since now I'm in... 26. Yeah. 
So that's now I'm at seventeen. Math eighteen. Yeah, seventeen. Seventeen. You're right. Right? Did you have twenty six health? That's eighteen. I was gonna say, hold on. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, wait, you wait, wait a minute. I was right. 18. Anyway, so you do not drop him or anything because it's not enough to. I'm gonna say it's not enough to like critically damage you or anything. Obviously, because I hit the fucking so, metal. That's right. Still got him. The rest of you begin hearing the sound of creaking and scraping as well as from the desert sands. Things begin to rise. If you'd like to join me in tabletop. God damn it. God damn it. Every week I forget to download it. Woo. Combat. Go away, a dope. Marshall um, said you don't get out of fights. <laughs> bitches. I'm just glad you I did it didn't hit you, Chase. I'm really glad it didn't hit you. Arjun has a suit on. I love it. He does. Canonically as well. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, canonically he wears a white uh, blazer with a yellow tie, I believe. That's what I had said. It's been a while. I know when you guys first met him, he was wearing a white rolled up sleeve. I think with a black tie or something. But usually, usually he rocks the white. Where's the schism? Huh? Oh, it's not on this map. Oh. This is the old map. I'll draw it, though. Basically, it's like this. What's that? Like, all of that is the schism. Oh. Uh... Water is slowly (laughs) pouring out. So the little piece that's left is what's left of the crystal? Uh, there's more. Uh, there was more that you couldn't see on this map before that I had said. Um, this large piece was like jutting out of the sand and resting on the thing. I, it probably goes out like another like 20 or 30 feet of crystal. Okay. Yeah, there's still a ton of large crystal left. <sighs> now, um, where's Millie at on the map? Out of curiosity. It's a good question. I didn't pull oh, him yeah, in. She's still with us. Because I don't have him any. She's dead. Oh, no. You find a random elf. She's not just a random elf. I heard the SpongeBob meme in my elf. head. It's a rat. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. My God, yeah, I'm awesome. glad y'all did not hear any of that because it is so fucking oh, it, loud. It, I heard it through your mic. mic. <laughs> we heard it. <laughs> That's a that there you yep. go. There's Millie. You guys can position yourselves where you want as long as it's at the foot of the stairs somewhere. Not like a <laughs> son of a bitch. Coleman went. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So as we're looking at this map, we've got uh, the statues, the stairs going. Uh, we have three stairwells and the main stairwell going up the ziggurat, the crack where the water is going down. And we're all at the base of this stairwell. And where are we hearing this uh, bones from? 
hearing them to the south, you're hearing them to the west, to the north, and to the east. Okay, so we got an all-around creek. Are you guys trying to okay. land directly in the center? Uh, with everybody, or off to the side, or where do you want to land? I point towards the group uh, if that if Dara wasn't already headed that direction. You're flying. I can't make Morgan. the decision, yeah. Morgan. Yeah, I'm, I was Morgan. about to say I would flying. be heading towards the group. What? Right in the center of them. Okay. There you go. Everybody, roll initiative. Okay. Dun 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 dun. Oh my God, Dara! <laughs> oh, this auto populates. How cool! Nineteen. Wait, what? I'm using the encounter builder on D&D Beyond and it actually auto-populates what people rolled on D&D Beyond. Klushin got an 11, Orfarna got a 20, Dara 22, Yordurm 19. Mm -hmm. I got a natural 20. That's Alexander a 12. Fantastic, guys. Hell yeah. All right, Dara, you're the first one up. All right. I'm going to... Uh, mm. Well, you look I mean, around and you can see the mummies. Uh, you can see the one to the west, okay. just on the other side of this large uh, pillar that shot you in the sky. You see one to the east on the other side of this statue's leg, uh, poking out. You see one to the southwest-ish, kind of rounding this pillar corner, and you see one to the northeast, rising out of the fragmented, broken ziggurat. Um, okay. I'm going to first drop gently Alexander down so he can defend himself. And then I'm trying to make this. I can't zoom in. That's right. Chase, would you mind being my eyes and zooming in? Sorry, you want robot? Apologize. Excuse the motorcycle behind me. Thank you. That's great. Okay, so I'm looking around me and you said that the there's i'm seeing figures mm -hmm. um all around me and i can choose to hit one of those figures the only ones that you can't see are the one to the northwest which is this one up here and the one behind the pillar over here right you can see all okay. the others okay um let's let's which one would they roll? It would be tactical. So the one behind Orafarne, near the western, lower western side of the ziggurat, or is that left? This one? That one? Yes. Um, that one looks to be more ornate than the others. It looks like it's wearing ancient robes that were very well kept and jewel studded. It has a large hat on that has jewels inside of it. It has this large, uh, like, grass scythe in its hand. Bear with me. I forgot to pull up the giant eagle stat sheet. I'm sorry. And now my brain's it's working cool. so fast. I'm just Googling the giant eagles. Just giant eagles. That's not going to help I'll just send this. it to you. I have it saved. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, so... I've already sent it. Okay. I'm going to use my keen sight. It's a perception roll to see if I can determine 
I would like to use my keen sight as a perception role, mm-hmm. as an to equal, do. to determine to what? what this is, or maybe if I've read about it somewhere, or I recognize it from a picture. Okay, um, that would be more of like a history check. That's fine. I, I just, that's what I would like to do. Okay. I'm pulling up sure. my sheet. Go ahead. Give me one second. It's loading. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh my god, I got a nat one. Well, you're not rolling perception, you're rolling history. Oh, fuck. That's right. I'm sorry. That's only... Okay, that's nice. That's 25. What is it? Looks like a mummy. Smells like a mummy. It's a mummy. <laughs> it's a mummy. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't know really anything about Venubian history, as we've discussed before. Uh, but this appears yeah. to be a very ornate mummy, much more so than the ones around it. So you can arguably assume, reasonably so, that this is an important figure of this area. Okay. And probably stronger than the others. Okay. Um, was that my action? I'm going to say no, just because you got advantage, I'll give it to you. So you're not going to have advantage on any attack, but because you did get a natural 20 on the thing, I'll say that it was like, as you were dropping him, you were looking. Thank you. I appreciate you using my nat 20 to my advantage. Well, it would have been your advantage to attack, but now it won't be. So good and bad. That's little okay. wheel or woe. Little wheel or woe. I'd rather want to know what I'm attacking. Okay. So then... Um, that's going to end my turn. You're not going to do anything? Oh, that's right. I can attack. Um, I will multi-attack. Okay. Beacon talons. And then I've got dice. And then is that a... The d20 plus 5 to hit. Okay. So do I roll a 20? No, I roll. Yes, you roll a d20 plus you roll a d20 and you add five to see if you hit it or not. You do that twice. Four. So a nine to hit is not going to hit. Five. A ten to hit will not hit. Okay. All right, and I'm assuming I'm yeah right on it, and that will end my turn. Mm -hmm. Okay. His turn. Yikes. Oof. Oof. It's going to be interesting. Um, excuse me. The mummy is going to look at you. It's going to use its dreadful glare. Make a wisdom saving throw for me, Dara. Okay. Um, the For the eagle, right? think you keep your mental stats don't you oh i don't yes. remember that's your, it's your wisdom okay. okay and you said a wisdom saving throw mm-hmm. it's rolling it's just taking a it's just frozen on the screen another nat one okay uh you are now frightened of this creature until it's the end of its next turn uh if you fail the save throw by five or more which you did you are also paralyzed until the end of its next turn. And now it's going to make one attack. 
just like looks at you slowly and just as you can't move anymore, it just reaches out to grab uh, the foot of this giant eagle and wrap its bony, rotten fingers around it. Oh. That is a 24 to hit. Yeah. That will hit. Why'd you have to grab my talon? That would be 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Plus... Six, plus, six, plus 22 more points of necrotic damage. Why do you have to touch my foot? I hate that shit. I'm in freaking haunted houses and I'm kicking shit off my feet. Okay, so the 16 would drop my giant eagle form. And so mm -hmm. I, I would revert back to just me, right? Chase? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have two hit points left and then two of the necrotic. And then the rest would go on to you. So it was 20? So 20 points of necrotic damage. Okay. We'll hit your health. Status other than the... And then... Oh my god. And so then... <laughs> Give me a constitution saving throw. Well, thank God I got advantage. I was about to say if that lands on a one one more time. I got a uh, another 20 of 15 plus 5. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Somebody get these fucking bones off me. That's the end of his turn. Orofarni, you're up. Orofarni. <laughs> Still muted. Sorry, swapping tabs between games oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> he's going to go, by the gods, and he's going to run up 20 feet here, and he's going to, like, with his, like, sling, he's going to whip out the boomstick, his explosive heavy crossbow, uh -huh. and he's going to lean lean past Dara, and he's going to shoot at the back feet of uh, the zombie, or the, the mummy right here, and he's going to use his, his thumb on his trigger finger and he's going to uh, hover over a rune and it glows and you see the tip of the crossbow bolt just ignite in flames and he's going to shoot the explosive bolt on the ground behind the mummy. Okay. We haven't used this in a while. What is... Let me try to find it. Yeah. Um, it basically... It is... Uh, it explodes with 2d6 fire in a in a five-foot radius, which is why I shot it behind him so it wouldn't hit Dara. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Perfect. On a three-second delay, so like halfway through the round, it'll blow up again right here. Five, six. Okay, so it'll, it'll explode at the end of Alexander's turn. Sure. Um, but yeah, you all see that he just shoots a bolt a flaming bolt into the ground behind the mummy. Um, after he does that, he's going to throw the crossbow back over his shoulder with the sling, and he's going to pull out the agony's duty, and he's going to go drishti, and he's going to bonus action, light the blue flame greatsword. Beautiful. And that's Beautiful. where he's going to end his turn. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay, he's going to look at you, Orifarne, and he is going to utter a blasphemous, eldritch word. Okay. Actually, hang on. Sorry, I'm reading this. It's almost like this guy's got legendary actions or something. Something. 
Okay, never mind. He's not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was something else. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, he's going to go ahead and make another attack with one of his legendary actions at Dara. Sorry, Dara. That is a 14 to hit. So Why probably not. Touch my fucking foot and then hit me with a legendary action. It's a six plus nine. I assume 14 doesn't hit you. It does not, even though he's holding my foot. No, you've transformed back into Dara now. Like, he's not holding your foot still. Oh, I thought he had a grip on my leg. I'm like, I'm about to kick this bitch. I don't do it. <laughs> okay, uh, Yordi, you are up. All right, Yordi's going to take a look at the situation here. He's going to see Dara just getting messed up. So Yordi's going to run actually over behind Dara. So five. 20 feet, and he's going to use the I'm going to spin a security die and use bait and switch. Nice. Okay. Okay. When you're within five, five feet of a creature on your turn, you can spend one security die, switch places with that creature, provided you spend at least five feet of movement, and the creature is... They are incapacitated. I hate to tell you. I was wondering paralyzed. if... The <laughs> they are paralyzed. Oh, that was such a good idea, though. <laughs> Just throw Dara over your shoulder like a... <laughs> Like a potato bag. And he could do. He might could do it. Not to metagame here, but uh, <clears throat> you know, it wouldn't provoke opportunity attacks because it's not a willingly moving out of their range, and you totally <laughs> could still like do it. Fair. I just like grab Dara and throw her behind me. Sure, you can. And take her place. Yeah. Take a step forward and throw her five feet back. Poor man's bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah, poor man's bait and switch. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. he do? He's going to take another legendary action and attack you. Fair enough. Bring that is a 23 to hit. It's actually going to hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to get you. Okay, I'm I didn't think I'd get this far. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually down one AC because I switched shields. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see. Let's see how much damage this is. Uh, that would be oof, 16 points of bludgeoning. Plus Ooh, you got lucky on that one. 18 points of necrotic. And make a constitution saving throw. Good at these. Ooh, that's a net 20. Fucking beautiful. Alright. So that was my okay. full action doing that with Dara? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna waste it already. I'm gonna action <laughs> surge. Fucking <laughs> go for it, buddy. This is the time to do it. And then I'm just gonna start wailing on this dude with my warhammer. Fucking do it. Fuck him up. And on this first strike, I'm gonna spin his purity die and I'm gonna try and trip him. Okay. Okay. Kind of save is that? Is it strength or dex? Uh, strength saving through. It's good at these. 18. Uh, damn, he a, just makes it. He has a plus four to his strength. The DC of 18. That does a 23 hit. 23 does hit. Uh, for 12 damage. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to smack him two more times. Uh, 17 hit. 17 just hits. 
just hits. He's taking nine damage from that one. Last attack. It's a 19. He's taking the max damage, so that's 8 plus 5, 13. Okay. And question, me trying to use the bait and switch, did I use a security dice? I'm going to say no, because you, you ended up just using your action to throw her behind you. Hey, it looks like the attacks that you made against him uh, did not have much effect whatsoever. You just kind of, as you batter him one after another on these attacks, he just slowly pulls himself back up to full height and begins reaching a hand out. See, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. It's the mummy's turn. This one's going to shamble forward. 5, 15, 20. He's going to make an attack with Millie. And this one is going to move forward. He's going to take a shot at Clution. Okay. The first one, attacking Millie. Like that hits. Okay. Then she's going to roll her constitution save. It's lower for these guys and she passes. Okay. She took a couple of hits. Uh, she mostly fended them off, uh, but one of them did break through and he managed to grab her. Um, the one for Clution does a 20 hit. Dirty 20. Yes. Okay. That will be 12 points of piercing damage. As an arrow thunks into your shoulder from behind. Then, the last one at the top of the stairs. Actually, they can all do this. Uh, Orifarni, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, I'm going to luck that one, because it was a natural <laughs> one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. 18. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you resist the mummy's dreadful glare. Clution, uh, roll a con save. Or a wisdom save. Can sorry. I, can I flavor that as something real quick? Sure. Yeah. Um. So he sees the mummy look at him and he actually succumbs to it at first. But then you see his head swirl in blue and you see his head shake a little bit and then the smoke dissipates and he's still there with no effect. Nice. Very nice. I, got I feel like I don't even 14. need to ask you. <laughs> yeah, that beats it. The DC on Dreadful Glare for these mummies is 11. Just so you know, for the little ones. Uh, and Millie is also going to roll against it. And also going to pass it. And they are... So you, Orifarne... So Orifarne, Clution, and Millie are now immune to regular mummies' Dreadful Glares. And that will take us to Alexander's turn. Okay, so I'm definitely not okay that Millie's getting hit. Um, uh, where, where'd my character sheet go? There it is. So we are going to... Fuck it! The fifth level chromatic orb. Um, and how many does it take to... Oh, beautiful. It's only two. Uh, two sorcery points, twin casting it. Um... 
No, that seems wrong. Hold on. Let me look at that. I should know this. Equal to the spell's level. So five sorcery points. Um, and I'm going to target the one next to Millie. And I'm going to target a uh, big dude with the second one. Okay. Fifth level chromatic uh, orbs. Uh, there it is. So the one on big dude, that's a 21 to hit. And 21 hits? Dude is more. Okay. So being fifth level, that's 78. I even have 78. Bullshit. Where's my D8s? I'll, I'll roll it, please. What'd you say the little one was? Sorry. Um, It was 24, I think. 14 okay, plus yeah. 10. That'll hit. Easy. <clears throat> and they will be fire damage, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 16... 6, 32, 33 points of fire damage. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Let's add it on. Sorry, one sec. Just making sure I got this correct. Okay. All right. Uh, it looks like the one next to Millie is just obliterated in flame. And... He watches its wooden shield that it's carrying just catches fire, its cloak catches fire, and it burns to the ground, and the bones burn inside. Let's see. Bigger boy takes quite a bit of damage from that. Yeah. Bigger boy takes quite a bit of damage, and he's just kind of like, looks towards you like... Does it look like what would be expected damage? Um... It looks like it did a little bit more than you thought it would. Okay. Two sorcery points, bonus action, fire uh, firebolt to the big guy. Okay. I'm going to use the luck. I was in that one. 23. 23 hits. Oh, those are not D10s. Come here. 23 fire damage. That was two 10s and a 3. It said 23? 23. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Seemed to do a lot of harm to him as he's um, consumed in this firebolt. And seeing how I probably don't see that guy and I probably don't see that guy, I'm going to position myself over here between Millie and the archer. Okay. As you do so, the, name. Uh, the <laughs> bolt explodes, Orifarne. What's the damage on that? A six and a five for 11 fire damage. Okay, fantastic. He watches the bolt explodes behind the mummy uh, and just his whole body is rocked. Let's see, what is he going to do? He's going to use his last legendary action. He's going to go ahead and make another attack on Yordurim. That's a good one. Okay, 27 to hit. Take that. Can I just roll on here? I can. Fantastic. Save me some math. That's 16 points of bludgeoning damage and 19 points of necrotic damage. And then I will need you to roll another constitution saving throw. Uh, 25. Okay. Good boy. Clusion, you're up. Okay. 
I'm going to use I'm going to use Zephyr Strike and then I'm going to Okay, I did. I'm going to shoot one arrow at the archer dude over here. Uh-huh. To start with He's got a name. That one doesn't. <laughs> at least he hasn't told us that he does. I'm going <laughs> to sharpshooter that arrow. We'll see if it sticks or not. It's a 21 hit. Yes, yes it does. That is going to be... That's going to be 18 damage then to him, okay. and then I'm going to use my advantage attack on the big dude that's up there on the stairs. Sure, sure. Um, I'm going to sharpshoot that one. Also. It's not going to matter. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, that hits. Uh, 23 hits him. Yep. That's going to be 25 damage to him. 25 points of damage. Nice. It's an arrow just rips into his, his cloth-like uh, upper torso where his body, what remains of it, uh, is pierced. Fantastic. Now I'm going to kind of scoot over here. So Do a little scoot, yeah. yeah. You know, help... Uh, Alexander get kind of a flanking guard on Millie here. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to do? No. I'm no. spent. Okay. Fantastic. It is Arjitor's turn. He is a bit shaken from this whole Sorgina possessing his body as his soul went through the lathe experience. Uh, but he is going to go ahead and Let's see. He's going to come up. And as he does so, he's going to make an attack at this guy. With his rapier that he pulls out. It's a 17 to hit. Hits. He's going to deal... 13 points of damage. And then... He's going to kind of position himself a bit to the side to try to hopefully get in front of anybody on the stairs uh, to help tank any hits that could be bent for, you know, anybody else to stop this mummy from going down. Oops, so he's going to be about to say he's there. Kind of help Thank block you. the stairs a bit. Um, and then, let's see, what is he going to do here? He's going to turn to you, Orofarne, and he's going to give you Bardic Inspiration for 1d12 for 10 minutes on an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Just one, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. 1d12. Yes. It's going to be the end of his turn. And it will take us to the other mummies. 20. This one's going to come up and get Clution. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, not knowing that you have already been affected and survived the dreadful glare, this one is going to attempt to do it to you and obviously fail. This one's going to attempt to do it to Alexander. Alexander, can you roll a wisdom save? 
Wisdom save, 10 4. Not, not my best thing in the world. I'm definitely burning another block for that on that natural one. That's another net one. That okay. nice is going away. You are um, frightened. Yeah, no, I'm not going to burn my third block. If the target saves or fails by five or more. So is it, what is the total? Uh, Two. Okay, you are paralyzed until the end of his next turn. Seeing you just freeze in fear, he like reaches out for Clution and his hand just slowly moves toward you. Oh, buddy. <laughs> okay, that's a 19 to hit. Um, yep. Can I... To Alexander. So I can't do anything? You automatically fail strength and deck saving throws. Attack rolls are at advantage, sorry. Uh, no, that's even higher. Uh, that's a oh, he's attacking Alexander now. I thought he was coming from me. He watched Alexander get petrified, and so he like I slowly gotcha. turned I his hand and grabbed him that, instead. Uh, any attack that hits the creature is an automatic crit, and they are incapacitated and cannot move or speak. So I probably couldn't do that anyway because I can't speak. I'm pretty sure that so has an automatic crit. So. Somatic and verbal. Fuck my life. Ooh, 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 that's a lot of damage. Uh, 27 points of bludgeoning damage due to the crit. Plus, and I think the crit still applies here. Yeah, it does. 18 uh, plus 6, 24 uh, plus 11, 35 plus 5. 40 points of necrotic damage. Jesus Christ. Paralyzed is not a joke. No. Uh, and then you will also need to make a constitution saving throw, please. Those I'm decent at. But yeah. I don't trust any of my dice right now. Not twenty. Nice. Okay. Plus ten. Okay. Fantastic. So you succeed. Hey. Okay. Uh, Millie. Hasn't that been for the fucking? Let's see what what is that spell? Got oh, fucked up, guys. <laughs> yes, you did. Where is this spell at? I don't cleric very often. But lesser restoration, is that the one you're thinking of? No. I got nothing. I don't see it. Okay, we'll just do this. Okay, uh, that's the end of the, uh, the mummy's turn. Millie's turn. She is going to turn to you and she's going to touch you. And that will grant you. Fifth level. Seven, thirteen. Twenty-four points of healing from Millie. Just so you know, you took me from one thirteen to forty-six on that hit. Jesus Christ! Don't mess with the mummies. Uh, Millie is going to use her action to cast uh, cure wounds on you, and she's going to try to position herself a little bit closer to you and like raise her shield up at the, the mummy boy. Um, and I think I think that's all she's doing. I, think. I, I don't ever cleric. Uh, channel divinity, is that a bonus action or an action? It depends on the divinity. Some of them are bonus, most of them are not. Um, but right. 
the uh, spiritual weapons. It's button. an action. Okay, it is an action. Okay. Spiritual weapons pretty much only. She's going to harness her divine power and regain an expended spell slot. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to do that. She's going to regain the spell slot that she just used. And kind of ready herself for another attack. Dara, you are paralyzed and useless. Mummy Lord. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Can't do anything until the end of his turn. That's okay. Let's see, is this I the thought one? it was the end of his turn, but I forget there's more than one mummy. So I can't say anything because I'm paralyzed, right? I'm like, ah, ah, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, it, why it, was nice speak. Myself. it was nice seeing y'all. Wait another 10 minutes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we are going to go ahead and cast. He's going to cast Shield of Faith on himself. And then, let's see, he is going to use his movement. Because he knows it's Orofarne's turn coming up next. <laughs> He's going to use his movement to climb up. You can take an opportunity attack if you want, Yordi. Yes, and then move around the back. It's not very good. It's a 7 plus 10. 17. That'll miss with the Shield of Faith. Oh. He's going to move around the back. Uh, and as he does, yeah, yeah, I think that's all he's gonna do. He's gonna move around the back, getting out of your eyesight. Uh, and stick to the wall, so you no longer have eyes on him, uh, but you do have other mummies bearing down upon you as well. Uh, or a Farnay, you're up. Okay, or a Farnay is going to see him do that. And he's going to use all of his movement. Uh, he was right here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Action dash. 5, 10, 15, 20. Do I see him? Uh, you do. Yes. Um, did you go up the stairs and around, or did you climb up the thing? Um, he went, I, went up, I went up the stairs. Okay. So I was here. 5, 10, 15, Actually, I kind of went in a diagonal. It's so like 5, 10, 15, 20. So if, you, if you're going up, is what I'm saying, you're going to have to use uh -huh. five more feet like he did to go up another. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So 5, 10. I mean, it would have been the same. So yeah, it would have been the same either way. 15, 20, 25, 30. Action dash. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, but that extra one right there. God damn it. Damn. <laughs> oh. Oh, that extra five feet is exactly what I needed. Yeah, I... Oh, fuck, I don't know. Um, I'm going to try to try to summon my Echo. Right here. Okay. Um, which I've been hesitant to do so because I don't know if it can dual wield a great sword with only one arm <laughs> so we're gonna find that out right now can you make an attack with him when you summon him uh yeah that's just a bonus action because you did action dash 
I was going to action surge. Okay. And then use it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, holding the agony's duty. Is, is that possible? Roll a d20. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a 14. Naturally. 14. It is possible this time. Oh, good. Oh, I love those mechanics. Okay. Well, it's different every single time. <clears throat> okay, well, that sounds good. Um, he's going to make three attacks with the Agony's Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, lowest is a dirty 20. Okay, all three will hit. A natural 7, a natural 8, a natural 17. <clears throat> all right, so we're going to... Make this go by faster. Four. Sixteen. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. Plus. So that's twenty-four slashing plus eight. Sixteen. Twenty-four for my strength modifier. So 48 damage there, and that's before 96 fire. Jesus. A fucking belt of hill giant strength, man. (laughs) That'll get you. 9, 13, 21 fire damage. Right. So 48 slashing, magical slashing, and then 21 fire damage. Okay, you watch as your blade cleaves over and over through his body, igniting him in blue fire. Uh, you watch as his bones begin to slowly crumble. Is that the end of your turn? Um, <clears throat> yes. You watch as his bones begin to slowly crumble and turn into sand. Real quick, can do people hear music from the neighbors? I do not. Okay. It's there barely. I turn away. Okay. I'll invite you to their party. Uh, Yordi, you're up. Every day. You watched Orifarne run past you, and you heard sounds of slashing and fighting. You see a couple mummies down at Clusion. Millie and uh, Alexander. You see Argeter with a couple of mummies. What do you do? Um, seeing that Orfarni went after the big guy, he feels comfortable enough that he's going to take care of business over there. So he's going to jump down. Is that Does that take 10 feet of movement to go there? I would say if you're just dropping down five feet, I'm going to say no. Um, If it was like 10 feet, I would say yes. You'd have to roll a little bit. Right here. I'd say it's always easier to vault down than up. Yeah. She's going to start smacking. So anyway, I started smacking. Oh, no. That's a nat one. Oh, baby. Go ahead and roll another d20. 
<laughs> That's an 18. Okay. And you go to swing your hammer down, and the mummy, just not even moving, it just whips right next to it. Kind of like looks at you and begins gargling out incoherent words in a different language. Or he's just going to come back with another uh, swing. Okay. Uh, that's a 23. That'll hit. <laughs> 12 damage. Okay. And he's going to do another one, except this time he's going to try and trip it. It's a 14 hit. 14 hits. I got a natural 16 plus 3 on its strength throw. Plus 3, so 19. Mm -hmm. That's still standing. But it's going to take another 12 damage. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, two sevens for damage. That's awesome. Is that the end of your go? Uh, and then since I attacked it on my last one, I'm also going to push it back five feet. Easy to do. Alright. Mummy starts. See. Yeah, the mummy is gonna reach out for Arjuner. Try to hit him. So nineteen to hit. Six necrotic as well. Okay, not terrible. Uh 12 points of bludgeoning and 8 points of necrotic. Arjuner. It's going to try to slowly move around him to get down the stairs a bit. And I think it's going to try to keep moving. Try to get about here. Then here. Um, an archer is going to take an attack as it goes, but with a, na a natural 4 for a 10, it's not going to hit. This one is going to move into the corner and it's going to take another shot at Clusion. Uh, That is a 15 to hit. No dice. No dice. Sucker. No dice. <laughs> This one's gonna look at Arjuner and it's gonna try. It's gonna Yeah, it's gonna try to use its uh dreadful glare on Architer. Doesn't seem to work. Alexander. I'm paralyzed. You're paralyzed. Next. Clution. Oh boy. Ends at um, the end of the mummy's turn, right? The next turn of mummies, yes. Right, okay, just making sure. Yep. End of the clay colored mummies. Um. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, we're going to do it. Screw it, man. I'm going to Zephyr strike again. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to. 
I'm gonna run away. No, I don't provoke opportunity attacks now, though. That's true. Right? It's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I do not want to be by these people. Um, we're gonna. The mapped out movement before I decided to do this. To roll a hit. So I'm going to attack the bow guy. Okay. Sure. And sharpshooter that, uh, that bad boy, too. Oh. An 18 hit. 18 hits, bow boy. Takes 21 damage. Okay. It is barely hanging in. Watch as the arrow just like shatters into its uh, into where its its uh, shoulder kind of connects onto its body, and you watch as it just blasts it back, uh, making its bow arm completely useless. And then we're going to run around up here, up the stairs, over okay. by Argenter. I'm gonna turn my dude so I'm looking the way I wanna look. Um and then I'm gonna also shoot the clay colored zombie. Okay. Sharpshear this one as well. Which it looks like I'm 16. actually gonna need it. This will be a 15 to hit. Good grief. 15 hits. That is 28 points of damage. Yeah, 28 points of damage. And it takes a mighty hit as it's like reaching once more for Alexander. You watch as it <laughs> hits into its arm, its forearm. It just kind of slowly like kind of twists its body and turns, trying to see what hit it. Anything else you'd like to do? No, at that point I am done. Okay. On the stairs, near the top of the altar, you see a whirling swarm of sand coalesce once more into the form of the Mummy Lord. I regret all of my decisions. <laughs> Use its whirlwind of sand. Uh, that'll take us to the regular mummy's turn, though, the clay mummies. This one is going to move forward, and it's going to just straight attack at Yorderm right in front of it. It's a plus five to hit. Uh, that is a 20 dirty, which I don't think hits Yordi. No, it does not. Okay. So then it's going to move around you slightly. Begin crowding. The second mummy is going to make another attack on Alexander, who it's already gotten its clutches. 17 to hit. I said at advantage anyway. 17 to hit. Unless I can shield... Which I don't think I <laughs> cannot can. take any actions. Yeah. Okay, so well, it's a reaction, but yeah. Plus six is eighteen plus three. Twenty-one points of bludgeoning. Plus twenty-four points of necrotic. You got really lucky that time. And make a constitution saving throw. Eighteen. Okay. Pass. All right. And this one is, yeah, I think he's going to stay there. Just kind of all of them slowly just swarming around you specifically. 
all of them slowly moving toward you. Top of the round. That part of that. Uh, <laughs> top of the round. It is Tara. Unparalyzed. Unparalyzed, ready to roll. From this Pokemon's glare. Yeah. Yep, you're ready to go. Do whatever you want to do. All right, I do have a quick question. Um, I was trying to research mm -hmm. it, but I just cannot find it. Is Turn Undead a spell? It's a cleric ability, right. isn't it? Oh, well, it's a... It's a cleric. It's like a channel divinity, I think. Yeah. I just... I cannot figure out how to use this, but it. I have another bonus that I want to use, but I can't use it without knowing about the turn undead. And I was a little confused on that, so I was just wanting to ask before I make my move. But you pop open your character sheet. I'm very sorry. I've just I've been trying to research it this time, and I, it, I cannot it's find a, anything. It's a your channel divinity is turned on dead. It costs no action, but this says it does cost an action. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer, censoring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you in thirty feet must make a wisdom save. If it fails, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. Where is that at? Um, if you look at actions, it's right below your attacks. It'll say attacks and oh. actions in combat and then channel divinity. Oh, I was in features. Okay. Yeah, so. you can use it once. It's under features as well. You can use it once per long or short once for long rest. Short rest. Once for short rest. Okay. And then it's turned because I have a feature that I'd like. I just want to try. Well, it won't it. necessarily turn it, but it could turn it. If anything it does within turn thirty it feet of and you. And it fails. So there are a couple options here. You look up and you see it at the top of the stairs. You look down and you see Alexander hurt with a bunch of them around him. Right. You know that it will hit thirty feet out of you in any direction. Okay, I'm going to turn to the group of them that are swarming Alexander. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to... Oh, did Naramis give me anything? Don't metagame this, Chase. Let her decide. <laughs> I'm watching anyway. Well, because I don't know how to play Clerics well, but I can actually use something Cleric ability in this one. Um, yeah, you can use your action to do Turn Undead. The question is, do they turn? It depends. They Where are you do, moving? We're really good and solid if they don't. It really depends. Where do you want to move? Exactly. What do you Let's mean? It depends on my move movement? You. Well, it's 30 feet out of you, so That's you have to move somewhere oh, to, this to just hit them. Can, okay, the two blue figures there, the really tiny, who are they? Do you want to go there? Sure, I can't read it. That'll hit all of them. <laughs> That hit all of them. Is there inclusion? Hit all of them huh? and just shy of the big one. Yes, I was drawing. I was I was trying okay. to visualize how big of a circle she could get. Okay, so thirty feet from you. Anything that can see or hear you within thirty feet. Okay. Okay, so these mummies will try um, to not get it, but they have a score of plus zero. Turning. Like what does it do? Is it? Do they it's fail not frightened, save? it's just, just turn undead. Know. I don't know, I'm looking. Hang on. Just let me know. I'm trying to find out. 
turn creature. It's not frightened or anything. It's just turned. Okay. It must spend its turns trying to move away from you. I got a natural kingdom. 20 for the white one. I got an 8 for this one. And I got a 10 for this one. So what is the save? Uh, oh, I got to go back. Hang on. Fuck, I got too excited. What about this guy? It's your, it's your cleric. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Sorry. It's my, it's a 17. 16. Sorry. Okay. So all of them except for this one fail. Oh my God. They're destroyed. Well, they're not destroyed. They no. run away. I, I, no, I have a feature when I use this thing. Oh my God. It fucking worked. When an undead fails, it's saving throw against your turn undead feature. It instantly destroyed if its CR is lower than the threshold of my level. Lower than the threshold of your level for CR one half or lower is what it says. Just right? please tell me if this worked. Okay. What's your cleric level? Is this your cleric level or is this for your player level? I'm, That's the question. Probably cleric. Probably cleric. Probably cleric. I'm, I'm level f- f- five. Did it? Did go with cleric level or player level? Let's find out for real because it'll be a interesting. It's huge. I really want this to work. It is based on cleric level. Okay. So fifth level cleric is one half or lower. These are all CR3. Oh, okay. So even if it was your player level, actually player level, you guys are what? 11, 13? 13, 13, right? 13. I was yeah, so it, it wouldn't work even if, you, if, even if it was your level. It's a great idea. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. However, I will say this. This guy is pretty much dead. So I'm going to say it works on him. He's He has like 2 HP. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he got one! That's, hey, it worked really on him two? at least. That okay. saved me an arrow, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked on him, and then these two on their next turn are going to be running away. Yes, distraction. Okay, cool. Yep. That is my action. And then my bonus. It was good. Was, it was a good I've use been, of it. I've been brewing over that for a minute. I just was confused. I could not find it. I was like, where the fuck is this stupid thing? Um, and then. And that was good. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to hold. Okay. Yeah, um, that's it. It's my turn. Sure. Okay. What was my holy symbol? Uh, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> what do you want your holy symbol to be? I think Naramis has a holy symbol. I don't remember exactly what it We'll figure like. it out later, and then we'll say I used it. Yes, we will figure it out later and yep, say that we'll you used it. Okay. Next. Figuring it out later. Right now, later. It's two circles overlapping is his actual symbol. So whatever you want to have with that symbol on it. Okay. Do you want with the Venn diagram? <laughs> His to cross your eyes and that's your holy symbol. <laughs> I mean, you could say it's on the amulet. You have to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was on the amulet because it would make sense. You watch at the end of your turn. As he turns to dust once more and reappears over here. Gross. Oh Lord, he coming. He's coming. Oh Lord, he's coming. How far is 300 feet? Oh, yeah, he's coming. All right. He is going to, with his turn, to cast Insect Plague. 20 foot radius sphere. Oh, math. 
symbols everywhere. That's right. <laughs> so 20 feet, so 40 feet wide. Oh, God. Uh, uh, sir, that's my move. He just stole your show. Yeah, he's going to pretty much just get this whole area with it. He doesn't care about his people. Damn. Wow. Maybe we can get them to come to our basically, side. Basically something like that. But you get the gist. It's 40 feet. It encompasses all of this area here in the middle. Um, okay. Sphere spreads around corners as locusts just begin appearing, swarming and biting in this 20-foot radius sphere centered on the point that he chose. Sphere remains for the duration. The area is lightly obscured. It is difficult to rain inside. When the area appears, each creature must make a con-saving throw. So I need Alexander, Wait, do I Lucian, and Dara. Hold on a sec. I'm going to use shield. Really got us. I have counter. I have counter spell. Can you see it? I have. He is behind a structure. What? Uh, so I can't see him. I have no line of sight on. Never mind then. Yeah, that's my only thing. Is he is behind a thing? So like, does that mean I can't use shield? I mean, it's a constitution saving. No, no, I was going to see if I could just straight up counterspell his swarm. But oh. I can't see him. Millie succeeds with 17. Uh, con save? Yes. It's going to be really yeah, ironic a, if I fail. Ha! <laughs> 16. Okay, the DC is 17 on this. I got a 6. Don't I just roll 1? Con save roll, right? You said anyone in that uh, circle? Anyone in this circle? Yes. So Yordi as well. Sorry, I didn't even see you there. Uh, twenty-five. Okay, so you're fine. Everyone in the circle that failed will take twenty-four points of. Insect bites, <laughs> piercing damage on a failed save. People who succeeded will take 12 points. This is a spell, correct? Yes. I'm taking nothing. Wow. Look I'm at, at one HP. Bitch. Oh my god. Not that you guys oh would know. My god. You would just look over and Alexander looks like shit. But the area is also lightly obscured. So like you see him, but like you see all kinds of locusts just nibbing, nibbling at him. Uh, mummies. How many? How much damage? Because I fail, fail. rolled a ten. You rolled a ten. It's twenty-four points. 24. Of piercing. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-four I damage tried, to him. And twenty-four shield, damage but... to him. Shield will not affect this. It is a con save, not an attack. That's that's exactly what I thought. I was like, well, there's no yeah. freaking reason to do that. Okay, uh, that's going to be the end of his turn. Actually, no, it's not. He's going to move because he used his thing last time. So he's still in his movement now. He's going to move behind this pillar. You've lost sight of him. You're surrounded by insects. Uh, things are looking pretty sketch inside the circle. Orifarne, it's your turn. Now, standing where I am, mm -hmm. pretty decent viewpoint. I th would I have seen him first on top and then teleport down there? You and are five, the 10, 15 feet below line of sight and over here. Okay. 
I would say you probably saw the sand moving this way. And if you want to make an insight check, you could see if you put that together. Okay. As his body crumbled and went with the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a six. Six. Uh, I would say you are suspicious, but you're not exactly sure where he went until you see the large scarab swarm behind you. Okay. Um, Orf Arne is just going to vault up here using 10 feet. 15. Um, he's going to look up and say, you motherfucker, where'd you go? You can't run away. And then he's going to look down and say, Dara, don't forget about the bone wand. I, I literally, and it's in my hand. <laughs> and then I am going to whip my crossbow back in front and I am going to hold an action to shoot at... Uh. Uh, uh, since things are like lightly obscured, would... Mm-hmm these would would there be a penalty to aiming for one of these guys the zombie the mummies inside the insects works like half cover i believe or uh, three quarters cover light in the obscured area such as dim light or that has disadvantage on wisdom checks that rely on sight that's all this is disgusting anyway i'm not gonna do that um i'm going to bonus action swap places with my echo to put myself right here and then i'm just going to have my echo fly straight out to right here in the air and hold my attack action for the mummy lord okay all right crossbow sounds good your turn all right i got a question if i move to here and then I move to here. Am I taking opportunity attacks from anybody? No. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna prioritize this homie. Okay. First. He is one who took quite a bit of damage from the locust swarm. Uh, I'm gonna attack him. My first attack, and I'm gonna spend a. Superiority dies for a sweeping attack on the one in front of me. Okay. So first attack. Uh, 28. It's, yep. For 12 damage. God, I can't 12 damage, that'll end him. Sevens. Sweet. This one's down. And you said you're going to sweep this one as well? Yeah, sweep the one in front of me. Hey, you're going to get him. He rolled a 9 total on his strength. And he's taken eight damage. Eight damage. Okay. Is he still Once alive? Once again, uh, he is still alive. Once again, you notice as your attack connects with him, uh, it does not do as much as you would expect it to do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hit him now on the first attack. Okay. Uh, that's a 19, so 20, 29. I'll hit his AC is 11. And I'm going to sweep and attack the white one. Okay. Let's see. Another 7. So 12 damage on the one in front of me. Uh, what is the save DC? Because this is a 15. Uh, there is no save DC on a sweeping attack. Oh, shit. I'm doing saves this whole time. 
Sorry. Oh, because it's a double. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got yeah. So the white one is taking nine damage. Okay. Round it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is that in your turn? Nope. I got one more attack. Oh, baby. <laughs> Fuck them up. Uh, since they're both standing, I'm going to do the same thing. Sweep Actually, again? No. Or I'm no. Not sweeping. I'm just going to hit the uh, tan one in front of me. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20 hits. Or 11 damage this time. Okay. It is looking very bad. As your hammer crashes down into it, you watch oh, as its arm, you watch as its arm like hangs limp, and then kind of falls to the ground partially as its ankle rolls over as you attack it again and again, sweeping the attacks, and it is looking broken and disgusting. But it's still alive for now, or undead. <laughs> it already was disgusting. It's the white mummy's turn, and it is the only one. That is still up. Uh, also, Yordi, uh, you just ended your turn inside of it. So, make a constitution saving throw. Uh, 25. 25. So you will not take any damage because of your shield, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. So lucky boy. Because that was a doozy that time. But that does take my reaction, damn it. Mm. Uh, this one, the white one. Is going to go ahead and attack you, Yordi. Just right in front of it. You swept it a couple times. Smacked him around. He's had enough. Uh, he's not going to hit you with a 15. <laughs> uh, and he's going to end his turn there because he doesn't know any better. Almost saves his wisdom, but it's a plus zero with a 16. So that's not quite going to do it. Uh, he will take quite a bit of damage. And literally, it is just enough because it is magical. Get him. Wow. 29 points exactly. Okay. Alexander, you're up. You watched Yordi when he stood still. The locusts begin swarming around him again. So you're kind of clued into the idea that the yeah. longer you're here, the more it'll hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I picked up on that. I'm just, I need to look at a spell real quick. Because that changed everything I was going to do this turn. Yep. Such is the life of a spellcaster. While you're looking it up, to paint the picture once more for the listeners, uh, Millie, Alexander, and Yordi are fending off uh, what were recently four undead mummies, which now are one. They have their backs up against a fallen pillar, uh, and in front of them, they're being pummeled down upon by these mummies. Up the stairs, just ahead of them, are Argeter, Clucian, and Dara, who are just inside the Locust Swarm. Uh, trying to help pick off these undead one by one while they hunt down the mummy lord. So I'm assuming uh, it's uh, it, it this there's no uh, rough uh, difficult terrain with this, is there? This is difficult terrain, yes. This is okay. That's what uh -huh. I thought. Can't get out. The fucking action dash at some point. I'm <clears throat> metagaming, but I'm presuming that I can't just yeet myself between those guys up there. Like walk through them, like our discussion with the whole cave system thing. This is this is a little bit different. In the cave, it was I had described it as like a three and a half foot wide by like five foot tall passage. Okay. So you guys moving through each other didn't make any fucking sense. Right. This is different. It's a wide pathway. 
Like they can easily sidestep to the edges of their squares to allow room for you to slip through and pass. I think my only hang up is when it's like genuinely a tight space and I'm like, well, okay. Um, cause 60 foot of movement will put me right there and that'll put me out of range or out of movement. Yeah. And it'll put me right there. It'll put me out of movement. It'll get you there. It'll get me there. Uh Did I miscount? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I guess that's my move. All right. I got it. Um, yeah, because any other direction, I don't think I'd make it out. Two sorcery points to bonus cast. Um, I, I cure wounds on myself. Okay. At uh, fantastic. Fifth level. Okay. Oh shit! Hang on. Oh my god! It just knocked my headphones out. <laughs> I'm back. Hello. Hi. Am I here? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, you gotta be kidding me. Five d eights. Five d eights. I rolled ten. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck! Whoa. God damn, that's rough. For thirteen total. Okay. Is that your turn? Oh, he got up and left, dude. He's done. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, he put his headphones down and walked away. <laughs> okay, I don't have both up with tabletop. I've got D&D Beyond on one tabletop on the other and Chrome lowered in the corner. Uh, okay, let's see. What are we going to do? 10, 20, 25. Archer's going to climb the stairs a little bit and get out of the storm of locusts. He's going to look around. He doesn't see him. Uh, he's looking inside the thing. He sees one more mummy. And I think he is going to, yeah, around the center of, uh, behind the mummy, the earth is going to start trimmering and shaking, and he's going to cast Earth Trimmer, upcast, sixth level. The deck save is an eight from the mummy with a plus zero. That'll be 24 points of damage. That is enough to kill the mummy. That's the end of his turn. He like looks back and sees your uh, your echo, and he's like nods at it. It's <laughs> unsure. Um, and that's the end of his turn. Clution, you are up, standing at the top of the stairs in difficult terrain with locusts swarming all around you. So You're when not... he was like over here by the mm-hmm. casting that swarm thing, me and Arjuner didn't see him pop up over there. Well, you don't. I, I guess you did, but then you got lightly obscured and he ran, is what I'm trying to say. It's like Arjuner knows he's over there, but he doesn't know exactly where he is over there. Like, okay. you guys don't know exactly where he's at because it was obscured. But you know he's there. Dude, if obscured's like partially covered, dude, I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if I knew I, he was over there, I'm definitely going that way. Okay, Um sure. Half, which would be like 20 I just zoomed in I don't want to do that I go over there to get out wait no that's not 20 so I should have got 17 I'm going here good at math today um I guess I'm gonna dash 
Okay. I don't know how far I want to go, though. I'm going to kind of, like, try to hide around the corner of this thing right against the wall by, like, the little edge of the zigger out there. Sure, sure. And uh, I don't think I can bonus action hide until I get higher up. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it, dude. I don't see him yet. <clears throat> okay. Just move in pursuit, and that's it. Move in pursuit. It's be <laughs> Millie's turn. Dash, get out as well. Kind of cover Alexander. Dara, you're up. Okay. Um, I would like to go ahead and how, how well can I see Alexander? From where you're at? Uh, it's lightly obscured and he's kind of behind a broken I pillar. I probably not at all. Um, can you are I currently try in to... the insect plague swarm as well. And he's as well in that swarm, correct? No, he's not. The only ones in it are you and Yordi right now. Shit, I wouldn't have known where he's at. Can I do a check to see if I could may, may, maybe make out his figure through the buzzing? You won't be able to see him. I mean, he's behind a shattered pillar and behind all the insects and stuff. Oh my God. Like it. Yeah. I'm not even going to make you make that check. Like, it's, like, I know that we're on what looks like a flat map, but these are like a good 10 to 15 feet tall as it's broken as well. Okay. Um, First clearing I get, I'm going to run towards it. Which direction would that be? Run toward what? The, uh, the nearest clearing of the bugs. So I can see. Oh, okay. Uh, right next to you. You could go 10, 20, 25 feet and get out of it. 25 feet it is then. Get out of the bugs, the locusts, and then... Okay. Um, Standing next to Arditor. Take a look around. Still can't see through the swarm, I'm assuming... Alexander. No. I'd say from a higher vantage now, because you'd be 5, 10, 15, 20 feet up, you'd probably be able to see you'd probably be able to see Millie and Alexander just from where you're at right now. And how many feet? Just from the extra Is height. Like a hundred? It's a lot. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 45, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60-ish. Hey. It's 60 feet. 60-ish, yeah. Oh, come on. We just let it be 60. Or not. I was joking. I was joking. But I really want to heal him. I'm just over 60. And I mean just over 60. I don't know. If you do it from the corners, works. That's your call anyway. I don't care. You can do it. Whatever you're doing. Thank you. I may regret that. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to use the bone wand at oh, okay. fifth level. And I'm going to... Uh, question. How many charges you guys have rested. Have? So how many did it get back? It says five charges. Does it regain online. all or does it regain a set amount? Or is it roll? That's a that's a or question. Roll. I thought it was roll, but I thought that that was rolled... When you're muted. Okay. I don't have the wand anymore, so I I have no idea. Because it had one charge, and then we rested. 
I'm I'm pretty sure that when it got handed off or when it when we rested, that was mentioned and the roll happened. But I could be wrong. I didn't even know how to roll. It just says five charges. So I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. That's how much it costs to use it at that level. It has nine charges total. I'm going to roll for it now. It's oh, 1d8 plus one. I don't remember it, so we'll do it. It's a nine listen, anyway, so it's all the way back. I was about to say, listen, if it if can't work, I have backups. It's it's a total. It's it's fully backup, so you can use it. Okay, so I can't heal all charges. Yeah, I'm just you gonna use it once. Yeah. Um. Well, it, how many charges are you gonna use healing him? That was the question. Okay, he's at one that I don't know. He's not. But a, he's not looking good. I'm just covered in blood and scrapes and it's, it's so it's what level are you using it at like how many charges are you using at fifth level so i could use five d4s plus four okay so go ahead and roll that okay that's 14 that's not a lot <laughs> fuck that's more than my fifth level cure wounds so it's 14 plus four is that right that was with the plus four. Oh, okay that's why I said oh. <laughs> and yeah. That's that's my uh going to look at the wand, put it away and be like if I could see I don't think I can see you or Fornay, I don't know where you're at on the map. I think you're behind the wall. Your echoes. Yeah, you just right see his echo. I can nod to your echo though. That's it it. nods back. Yeah. It's a good good idea. Sure. All right. Um, sure. I do not have any bonus actions I would like to use. It's my turn. Okay. That's the thing that I need. Okay. Um, sure. Or if Arne, you're up. Why do you say sure? Like he just did a turn and you're not going to tell us what happened. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, the Echo is going to see Clusion dashing over here, and so it's going to use its 30 feet of movement to 5, 10, use its uh, 30 feet of movement. <clears throat> and at this point, uh, going from here to here, I'd say that's about fi a 15-foot drop, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure is. So, like, if I go to here, would that negate the drop? To down to 10 feet yeah i mean you can fall 10 feet safely that's a standard okay cool 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 that's what i that's what i'm going for i don't want to take damage uh i'm gonna bonus action swap with the echo fall that 10 feet and then i'm gonna use 15 feet of my movement uh if i'm dropping down does that take extra movement or only climbing up uh, i don't think so i don't think so all right, so I'm gonna um, go. He gets free no, it only speed. counts as your movement. Okay, so I'm gonna go five, ten, fifteen to drop right above Clusion, and I'm going to uh, use a bonus action to cast a spell. Um, anyone who's looking, which might be Clusion or it might not be, um, you're gonna see his obsidian horn and obsidian arm go from a black with a soft red glow to like a burning burning red hot and you're gonna see this uh like mana essentially 
building around his horn and down his arm and up onto his blade like kid naruto like losing control to the to kurama the demon fox and i'm gonna cast uh branding smite on the great sword okay and again i'm just going to uh yeah, I'm going to communicate to Clution and say, uh, did you see him go this way? Do I get to reply or do I have to wait? You can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's over here somewhere. Okay, I'm going to action dash for 30 more feet. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. <laughs> can I see him? <laughs> you do not see him, no. This is going to be the thing when Marshall did a secret turn. 30? <laughs> do I see him now? Do not see him. Uh, okay, so he creeps around this uh, this pillar thing, kind of giving it like a like a 10-foot wide berth, just in case this thing's back here. And he's looking around by this giant statue and then this pillar, and he says, I, I, I don't see it over here. And that's Roman in my turn. And then my echo disappears because it's all the way across the map at the end of my turn. Okay. Yordi. What are you doing? Well, seeing how I can tell that none of the Zambos or whatever these things were are near me anymore. I'm going to go the quickest way out. I'm going to... Act... So this is difficult train, correct? Correct. I'm going to use my action to dash. And since I have the Sentinel trait... Uh, or not Sentinel... Um, I even looked it up. I was ready for this. Mobile, the mobile feat. Uh, difficult train does not cost me any extra movement when I actually. Fantastic. Action. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty, thirty. Five. I'm just gonna go right between Alexander and Millie, and when I do that, I'm gonna ask them both how they're doing. And then as a seat, look at Alexander. I'm just going to pull out a potion of healing and hand it to him. Takes it. How's Millie looking? She's looking okay. Uh, she took a couple hits, but she's holding strong right now. I will give her one as well. She happily takes it. And that'll be my action. Actually, I'll use my 10 more feet to kind of go a little bit further this way. Sure. And that'll be it. For sure. Now here's the question. Would you like to remain in initiative? Or for the moment, would you like to drop it and just kind of move naturally? Uh, for the moment, I will get out of initiative. Is that an everyone question? Or, yes. or just me question? It's an everyone question. What? Okay, uh, never mind. Uh, Why would we need to get out? Is that a The only thing? enemy is currently not around so someone's mic is picking up background music that's mine but in silence i want to ask if like this is a tactical thing do we want to escape is this what zach meant by am i the mom <laughs> i don't know about you guys but i've been running my fucking ass <laughs> off trying to chase this cunt 
and he's not wanting to fight. Lucian's gonna run over by Orofarne and be like, but, so you didn't see him over here? And then he's gonna no. make a whole bunch of fireflies appear next to his head and then fly down his arm and up to the tip of his bow. Just like you did with the fire thing. Be like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. Uh, I, I hold the spell for a minute, by the way. <clears throat> so uh, he's still got it going on. Does the swarm drop or is the swarm still there? Oh, it's just hanging out, dude. It's going to hang out on the tip of the boat. This one is still there. Yeah, I was going to say that lasts for like 10 minutes because that's a spell that I'll get if I get high enough. Um, oh, I'll grab some moon shrooms and I'll see you there. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn to Arjuner and ask him if we should leave or should we finish the finish the fight? <sighs> he, he turns to you and says uh, this is undoubtedly a uh, sacred place and the weave has been protected by Sorgina and probably these ancient peoples. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say it was a last-ditch defense mechanism. So I think we should just get what we came here for and try to get out without disturbing too many more ancient traps and surprises. I glance over at Orofarne. <laughs> Who has made his way to the top and is standing at the top with his echo investigating. <laughs> what does he <Sure>. see? <laughs> you see a deep pit before you. Uh, this pit seems to cleave through the very fabric of this world itself. You see water filling up around some of the areas. Um, but it's not rising like water would it's like a reverse waterfall coming from within it's slowly filling the top of the ziggurat which then spills out below which then spills farther to the lake bed below uh, pooling in places you see deep in the depths occasionally what looks like a twinkle of a star across the way you can see broken fragmented denora crystals along with uh, the inside gutted ziggurat as well. This once great machine decimated. Describe that twinkling star to me in a bit more detail. Where is that? Far, far, far below the depths of this chasm, you see occasionally not just one, but a few blinking lights, almost like stars, that wink in and out. Um, I can send my echo a thousand feet. Okay. Can I just yeet it down towards those to see what that is? Sure, you yeet it down all the way to a thousand feet. It is surrounded by just darkness and still ever deeper, farther and farther down, you see more twinkles of light, more than you can see at the top. Are we getting the up is down? Feeling We're getting like, this This is like a like a rift, like, that space or some shit <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> the Dortoka was super scared of it. Like, well, the Dortoka doesn't like heights or depths, oh. I should say. Yeah. So depths for no sure. No one has a fear of heights. Everybody's afraid of depths and falling. Yeah. Um. Well, he's gonna. Yeah, just, like, so tall. 
He's just gonna like <laughs> snap the echo away. Um, it, you guys think we should probably just uh, get the Stratus Falcons, fly to the other side of this rift, and uh, gather up as many of these crystals as we can, and then get back. We're just gonna lead the rift. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Arjuner says, hey, "Do you have a way to close it?" Or do you? I mean, I'm asking for the sake of the entire environment. Like, I mean, I could, I could make some sort of like lid for some of it, but I couldn't do the entire thing. I mean, that'd take a long time. DM. Yeah. I cast dispel magic on this fucking swarm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could I knew I had it, but I couldn't. Fucking bitch. God damn it. Let me see the details. Uh, okay, go ahead and roll. I'm rolling a. Fuck, what dice do I use? The DC is 16. It was at 6 level. I rolled a 9 plus. Sorry. Uh, my Arcana, right? So. So that as soon as Zordi walks around that big ass statue, that makes using your spellcasting ability, spellcasting ability. So that makes it a fourteen. Okay, it does uh, not. No. Nope. Yes, fourteen does not dispel. It's at six level, so it's at sixteen for the DC. All my dice are betraying me tonight. Like every fucking. That's one okay. It happens, man. It's un- it's unfortunate, but it does happen. I just threw that dice across the fucking room and it hit a 20. God damn it. <laughs> of course it did. That is the way it goes. Um, yeah. Uh, Architer says, like, I could, you know, create, like, something of a lid for it, but I couldn't do anything too crazy. I mean, I think that this area is going to be slowly consumed by sand and water, and then whether it fills to the top with water and becomes a small lake, or whether it fills with sand <laughs> either way i don't really see it as my issue i just think that some things are better left buried what if it can't be buried that's the scariest part it's like he went very far down and still it continues how much um. sand will it take to bury something like that the water seems to be coming out of it up, so I don't know what'll happen. Um, <laughs> the water's coming out of it? Yes, I said it's like a reverse waterfall coming out of the pit. Yes. Water is coming out of it. Like spouting into the air? Essentially, literally a waterfall, but in reverse, coming out of this chasm on multiple areas of it. That's just not normal. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, just, just my opinion, uh, Arjuner. I think your abilities may better be used uh, creating a giant wheelbarrow or sled for do you one as, better. as much of these crystals as you can. A wagon, a cart, a flying cart, a flying cart. He's like taps his nose. And he's like, I got you. You see him pull out his instrument, his his horn, and he begins blowing on it. And he watches a to the side over here uh, on the western or the eastern side of the ziggurat, on uh, the other side of the sarcasm thingy, the giant hole in the ground with stars at the bottom. 
you notice him kind of just like jump and hover and lightly land on the other side, casting a spell on himself. And he weaves his fingers around the horn and begins to play a song. And he watches a large, um, essentially hot air balloon begins to take shape. My steampunk dreams. Let's go. Uh, like, uh, you could fill this thing up at least with quite a bit of weight and then maybe get out of here. To the group out of suit, out of, uh, out of suit. <laughs> Instantly. To, the, to the group uh, outside of Arjuner's uh, light of sight. He's going to say, he's like, yeah, Suge would never help us like this. Arjuner is, he's a cool guy. But I don't want him to hear me say that. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to Stratos Falcon over there, over the hole. Say follow suit, but I'm going to. I'm going to Stratos Falcon and survey the ground below just to make sure that we don't get snuck up on by anything. Oh, are there any more dragon bones? I'm gonna falcon over and not over and begs to or, or a and be like, you better not. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> caught you slipping. And what do you mean more? Um, oh, I, I have dragon bones. <laughs> Duh. Well, you should put those back. Uh, God damn it! No. <laughs> like that car meme with the windows where he's looking at you and then you're going <laughs> oh my god passing him by like <gasps> I'm gonna make that <laughs> well then we should load up Denora crystals let's do it I suppose I'm totally not gonna try to steal the dragon boats out of his backpack and go for them. <laughs> you bastard Go ahead. I mean, if you want to make a slide of hand check, you know, let's, let's do so. Pollution, you used your reward no, to buy a house. I used our reward to save the world. Here's how I buy my house after we win, okay? <laughs> I'm at least trying to steal most of them. I only have six. Chester? Yeah, you're probably going to get me. I only got a, I only got a 17. Gavick's going to so open So now, here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I knew Clution wouldn't approve of this. And so, like, probably I would actively be watching my bag, especially after I just told him that I took it. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Can I, yes. can I contest it? <clears throat> yes. Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, what is it? So what did you get, Clution? You had a 17 on a sleight of hand. Uh, I would say for Orifarne, Um Perception? <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead and give me a perception. I'll say at advantage because you do know that he's not cool with this. And you are aware that he's going to try to do something at some point with this. <laughs> what you do? Oh. <laughs> Slams the drink down on him. <laughs> Damn it! Wait! Damn it! <laughs> Six. Oh. Six. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't notice. <laughs> Goddamn. Clution, you're going to make me angry. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll leave two. Two? Two? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have 20 silver 
and five gold to my whole name right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but dude, but this isn't right though. <laughs> and you wrong. also owe me your left arm. That's what I'm saying. I'm in. I'm a debtor. I'm a debtor. You are a debtor. Oh my goodness. Trust me, Chase. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I just give you shit because that's how I wrote it down my notes. Yeah. <laughs> so now I only have oh. two. I can rip. Sorry, bud. I thought about only leaving you one. <laughs> It's just a game. It's just a game. Don't be mad at Bill. It's collusion. <laughs> oh, this is this is like when you played Gavik. Don't be mad at oh Coleman. It's just Gavik that's a dick. Gavik. Gavik did shit, but like he then like put back into the party. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know that golden crusted mirror was going to be worth like three thousand. It was just a mirror. <laughs> Well, if you're homeless when this whole thing's done, you can come stay with me. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Do I see anything from the air while this shenanigans is going on? Would it be like you, me, and Dupree? Like anything up above or what you mean? <laughs> yeah, I, stri- I was going to Stratos Falcon and kind of... Yeah. Uh, make, a, make a perception check as you're looking around. I'm afraid of all my dice. And the sock continues. That's a natural two plus six. Natural two plus six for an eight. You look around, you can hear a rumbling, and you kind of see sand shifting as the water begins to fill the lake bed. And you see, like, the island has almost fully sunk. You assume the rumbling to be the island kind of settling down uh, with the giant hand into the lake bed below. But it's kicking up a large cloud of dust as it settles. I land and point that out to the group. Sorry, I'm distraught. What was that? (laughs) I just said I'd landed and pointed out to the group that the other island where the dragon bones are sinking into the water. Well, or if I is thinking to himself, he's like, whew, glad I already grabbed a handful. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everybody, oh my god. <laughs> well, Alright, are we ready to uh, to get out of here then? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not getting good vibes about this. Um, Dara, you're not getting good vibes. Make a perception check. Okay. Hold up, I was drawn As well as Clution in your favorite terrain, make a perception check. Oh my check. god. Perception is... That's what I said. Oh, it's loading. I got a 20. I got a 15. Dara, you notice something kind of glittering on the inside edge of this ziggurat. It looks to be a small ceremonial chamber that was tucked away uh, almost like an offering area as one of the only functional pieces of the inside of this ziggurat has been cracked open. Um, it wasn't seen before as the crystal that had fallen the first time had fallen directly on top of it. But now that it's shifted farther, you actually see this. Uh, and you see some some goodies inside. Like stars? No. Like goodies, like items, just okay. kind of laid around the inside of the room. You see what looks like two circular um, pieces of metal that have runic uh, writing on them in a strange language. And you see what looks like a pretty hefty 
Warhammer uh, that has dark navy and purple sheen to the metal at the top, almost looking like uh, almost looking like obsidian if it was kind of like colored like the night sky. Um, and you can see different stars on it that almost look like they are glowing and winking as you stare at it. Um, you see a very ornate looking, uh, what looks to be wand of sorts that has a button on the side uh, made of dark, dark black wood with golden uh, rings around it. And you see a couple of gems that seem to reflect the night sky. Well, shit. I pull off my pack and shove as much in it as I can. Like, I found some shit. As, as Dara's doing that, Clution, you notice the sand that's whipping up that uh, Alexander pointed out is not the island falling. You notice an enormous snake-like creature. Hello? At first, just one. And then a second uh, with large feathery wings around the sides and around its head that rise from the sands just effortlessly, not flapping or floating like that, but just slowly almost swimming through the air, disturbed by the waters and the falling buildings as they fly east directly overhead. These things are at least 200 feet long. They are massive. You see their shadow just slowly right, encompass the area. Yes, the island is to the west of you, so they're flying toward you. And they're not flying like you, per se. They are overhead. Slowly swimming. Here, right? Of where you came down, yes. Okay. Yes, the, the hand is directly to the west. And now it's lower as well. I'm going to there make you go. sure that it's it... right here. <laughs> oh, oh, over there. Wait, do we have a compass on this thing? Uh, I can make one. It's north, south, east, west. The hand is to the west. You guys are the ziggurat to the east. You came in from the south. Gotcha. Okay. It's about this time those... the swarm of locusts slowly dissipates. And those snake things were coming from. Over here, we don't have yes. that thing. Like over there somewhere, or like wherever it was. But in our direction is the moral of the story. Yes, overhead. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to make sure that the people that are over here with me sees those. And like, uh, so be Orifarne, uh, Orifarne 2. And, um, Argenter. <laughs> like, uh, uh, did those look friendly to you guys? Do they look friendly to you? Go ahead and make an inside check. <laughs> That's a 15. Oh. They I'm, look like, uh, uh they, they don't seem to, to care about your existence in any way. I'm sure that we're not going to learn anything else with my 21 then. Uh, um, with your 21, uh, they don't seem to care. <laughs> they seem like they are disturbed by the recent changes in the topography. And it looks like they have been freed from deep below the sands. And they are heading east. 
they don't seem to pay you any mind. Does Arger know what those are? Let's see. He seems like a pretty clever guy. He does. He does. When in doubt, history check. (laughs) Or nature check, either way. Um Yeah, he knows what they are. What's a good way to get Marshall to share the lore he wants to share? Just ask the NPC. Would Arjuner care to uh, elaborate? Yeah. 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 Give me two seconds to pull up my Venubia document to get to my mythology so I can remember its name. All right. I'm going to look at the Kosalar people because this is their god. To God. Well, people Let's worship things, you know. Uh, this good. is called. He he says to you as he's looking up in awe. He says, "I never thought I'd see the day that uh, Kazulu, the great sky serpent, was raised from the the sands." Uh, and not only that, there are two of them. Fantastic. Now the Kosalar will have. Many new baby Hazulus to worship, I guess. If they don't get killed. Long time ago, they were the gods of the the Hosek Desert, um, worshipped by the native Hosolar people. And then the humans came and uh, hunted them as a sign of status. These are the first I've seen or heard of in a very long time. Very pretty. You see, Darwin. Very pretty indeed. Look upset. Nobody feels like they need to be hunted anymore. Dara, they're just, they're not birds. They're gods. You don't need to be upset by them. (laughs) Dara, your passive insight tells you that is not true. They're they're slightly irked. They're not letting their emotions control them like out of control, but you can see them visually upset at Arjuner's words of saying that they were hunted as a status. Aura Farne's failed insight check still thinks that you just don't like them because you don't like birds. <laughs> just turned into a bird a little bit ago no it's true Ooh. they don't, they don't <laughs> care for birds the plot thickens Archer and millie are just like finishing loading up the hot air balloon with the last bits of the denora crystal and Archer is like uh you guys might want to use your shadows falcons um to get out of here all the extra weight might make this thing too hard to fly oh of course i intended to uh, if you want, actually, um, I could take this back to the Barokamuda just straight there if you guys want to just fly up and take Amalur back. I'll just meet you there. Get it ready with the rest of your crates. Sure, we can manage that. Insight check. Oh my god. Go for it. Let's see. Oh, that was accidentally intimidation, but it was a natural 20 plus zero. So, natural 20, 20 plus zero? Okay. Don't you think if this guy was going to hustle us, he would have done it by now? 
Oh, dude, I don't know. Uh, man. Okay, no. I feel um, the same about you. <laughs> sure. Oh no, he. Uh, <laughs> 26 uh no, kidding <laughs> he, he uh he seems genuinely just wanting to get this over with and get back and help out the survivors and everything i like it um yeah. where, where are we in relation to where the giant was disintegrated in in where it was disintegrated right now the giant yeah it, it was moving through the sentiency of sand when it was vaporized Oh, so that's right here. That's right here. It was like above us, essentially. Oh. Essentially, yeah. Its legs would have been down here. Oh, shit. Well, there's stuff to do here then. Um, hmm. Is there a... Hmm. Any... Any... Uh... I wasn't prepared for this just yet. Um, I mean, is there anything that looks like any remnants of it, specifically? Um... <clears throat> Go ahead, and we'll say, as you're like on your Stratus Falcon or something, just surveying the area up high, go ahead and make a, a survival check. Oh, we're all in our Stratus Falcons, though, so I probably can't really assist. How many of you guys have earrings? You can probably talk to each other, but... Hey, do you guys see anything about the giant? I guess this is where the giant was. Uh, I only got a three on survival. Uh, uh, Breaker, uh, uh, yeah, I got a giant sighting. Uh, over. <laughs> Anyone, anyone who knows what uh, the, look the sands well. look like here? Anyone who's a favorite terrain in the sand? Lucian, <laughs> you have to say over when you're done talking. Over. Well, maybe I wasn't done yet. You weren't done yet what? <laughs> over. <laughs> over. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. It's, it is what it is as well. So, cool. so I got a 20. 20. Okay. Uh, yeah, a bit to the north, you can see what looks like just covered in a bit of water and a little bit of sand that's spilled over. Uh, you can see where the god of this area, the giant, would have fallen down into the pit, like crossing the desert, fallen into the pit. Uh, you can see like a heavy impact kind of crater that's been filled with water mostly at this point, uh, which is why Orifarni didn't quite see it. But you do see that large, heavy landing set of footprints before it kind of tapers off and slowly disappears. Um, but you do see what looks like an impact point of maybe a knee or something else as it was struck. Okay. Um, I say, are we all like right here, like together? I assume. Uh Okay, well, I would have conveyed that that's what I'm looking for, and I didn't find it, but Clution found it. I say, uh, can we go over there for a moment, please? Uh, Roger will fly in for a closer look over. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, over. And then he just goes. Sure, yeah. He wants to land in that spot. Yeah, you do. You do so. Um... And we'll say just kind of like going with the same checks, I guess. Uh, it doesn't take long for you guys to like try to find anything. I'm going to roll a percentile die. Oh, yeah, because this is like your guy, isn't it? This, this is, is my, guy. my bro right here. I'm going to roll a percentile die, and I want Coleman, I want you to message me 10 random numbers. What are ten. your 10 lucky numbers? 
or just speak them aloud, but also message me so that I can see them. Okay, we got 13, 21, 79, 69, nice. <laughs> just snickers in the background. 50, 2, 100, okay, 3 more. 99, 98, and lastly, one. Okay. Let us see what I get. Roll 1d100, because I don't actually have a spare actual d100. Let's see. I'm nervous. <laughs> that sucks for you. Uh, 68. Okay. It's rough. Okay. Um, you do not find anything. Okay. Nothing tangible. Nothing that could be useful, fortunately. I would say okay. if you'd like, you can try again. Spend another 10 minutes here and try it again. But I would say I'll give you three chances total, if you'd like, over the course of half an hour. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. This is, this is, this is my an, God. Uh, this is a big thing for you. But we do need to mind the uh, timing of everything. You have a place to be. That's true. Okay. The second is a... Sorry. The second is a 49. And the third is 76. Okay. He's just spending the whole time there uh, looking a little bit, praying a little bit, um, you know, just paying respects, you know, because he just found out that this, like, was his god and, um, you know, just, like, taking in the earth and looking for anything cool, not finding it. Uh, and then Eventually, he calls off the search. I rolled an extra time just to see, and I got a 20. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I really wasn't here, like, uh, looking for, like, an item or anything. But specifically, it was just, like, uh, you know, just, cause, like, a holy site or something. Right, you right. Know, like, you do feel... Um, just yeah, I will say, as you are here, uh, walking around the area where the, the corpse of your god cease to just exist entirely or at least this physical manifestation of the your god um its body you do feel how do you feel you you're hit with the realization that the corporeal form of your god on this plane has been destroyed entirely and you're looking around for any sort of indication any any sort of item or piece that could help uh, as Arjadur and Halalu had talked about, to potentially bring him back. And you find nothing. How is Orfarni feeling? At first, he feels like there's a hole inside of him. And then he walks up to Alexander and he puts his hand on his shoulder. And then his hand glows red. And with his lay on hands, he gives you 10 hit points. We'll As you do that, you feel that familiar warmth of Uantu inside of you. 
and you know mm -hmm. intrinsically that despite his corporeal form being destroyed, he does still live on. Yeah. It's like, at least I, uh, big man's still looking out for me somewhere. He's just not here. He's just oh, gonna, like, well. walk away from the water and pour out his water skin, and then go fill it up with the water from, like, inside of the footprint. And he's gonna give it to Orofrane and be like, hey, I don't know if it has any power or whatever, but this is the last spot that he touched. And this is the water from that spot. So I think you should take it with you. And I don't need water skin anymore. I have the thingy. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll cherish this. Yeah, go ahead and add some holy water of Uantu. I really, really want to ruin the moment and be like, hey, you shouldn't take from the sacred site, Clusion. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm passing it out, and you're like, yep, I'm only going to take half of the water. <laughs> but that's Coleman. That's Coleman. I'm only going to take two drops of the water. <laughs> Feels like a little different than like the actual <laughs> remains of. <laughs> This is a little different than like grave robbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys make your way back up or do you stick around down here for a while? Question Did uh, Dara get all the goodies that they saw? They should have. Yes. It, it wasn't it stated, so I just want to make sure. Yes, Dara got the goods. They said they were shoving them in their pack before I changed the scene. Y'all don't love this art. Just... Oh god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so funny. <laughs> You'll see it on the Twitter, but Morgan just made a meme of Orafarne and Clution driving past each other with Orafarne in a bag of bones and Clution staring at him, and then the scene shifts and Orafarne is like looking angry, uh, and Clution suddenly has a bag of bones and is giving him a thumbs up. Morgan, you should take. You should add. Face? You should add a couple more bones to his first panel, so it looks like he lost a bunch. You're right. Oh, that's what I missed. I've been crying laughing. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. That's good. <laughs> yes, Dara did get the goods. Um, that did happen. Hey. Uh, also, Dara, you found one last thing in there as you were putting the rest in your bag, and as Clucian was saying, something's happening as the giant snakes begin floating in the air above. Uh, you found something that looks like... It looks like a uh, prism, almost. Like a long, rectangular prism. Um, and holding it, you can see it has many different lenses attached to it with different switches on its sides, and it looks like it unfolds in some strange way. You kind of just throw that in your bag as well. Okay. Are you guys sticking around? Are you heading up to meet with Amalur and head back? What you doing? I'd say so. Get to head out. Yordi's wondering how he's going to get out since I had to take the fun way down. I've probably made an extra trip seeing how I can take two people on mine. That's okay. Fair. Yeah. Easy to do. Seeing how we retrofitted it for uh, our uh, resident ape 
friend. True. Yep. Okay. You make it back to the surface. Uh, Amalur is just kind of sitting in the shade of the tent. He looks a bit spooked by everything that's happened. Um, as you drop down from your, your Stratus Falcons and land, he like slowly waddles forward and like takes a sip of the water again. And just like expectantly looks at everybody. Um, he is still very much alive after having been drinking this water, though. He sure is. Okay, he looks rejuvenated. You can see on his skin, it looks like at one point, uh, it must have been Argeter on his way out. It looks like he was splashed with water. His skin's like not fully ashy anymore and rocky. Yeah. Um, if you bind him back up to the cart or to the to the sled, it's easy enough. Heading back to the Brokamuda. Um, while you're in the cart, if you're looking at those items, uh, you see the small stick-like wand that's made of black wood with golden um, rings around it. Dara, as you kind of touch it in your hands and you click the trigger on the side of it, it elongates into a long staff made of the same black wood with gold rings all up and down it. And at the top, it has uh, what appears to be a small engraving of a skull. Uh, but it looks to be of a dragon skull. And the horns are made of solid go gold. Uh, the skull itself is white with black eyes. Um, the One of the small stones you found that reflects the stars above, you get a very strong arcane feeling from it. Uh, the giant warhammer um, that looks like it is made of obsidian glass almost reflecting the night sky feels very magical as well. And the two metallic circular devices with runic lettering on them, uh, they have different lettering on them, and one of them feels a little heavier than the other. Uh, but that's all you really get from that. Does anyone here read runes? Can I cast comprehend languages and read that sure it gives me the uh the like the literal meaning yeah yeah of the the literal meaning of these words uh one of them is not frightened that is the star weaver's courage one of them is strong clothes which is the star weaver's vestments on the hammer, it just says the word meteor, which is Star Weaver's meteor. And on the scepter, it says, um, God, what is the word? <laughs> what is the word? I'm so sorry. Um, it says, it just says feathered beast. I can't think of the word. There's a different word for it, but it says feathered beast. That's the literal translation of it. Um, and stone doesn't have any writing on it. It does suddenly make you think of the rubbing you had and the tablet that Yordrim found. Which, if you pull out the rubbing, says... Oh, I'd have to summon Chester and we're moving. Oh, that's fair. I forgot he was in there. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. So, that will uh, remain a mystery. Can do that once, we can do that once we get back. Sure. Not a long trip. About an hour. If you want to do that straight okay. off, you can. If not, whatever. I'll do that straight off. 
uh, that lasts for an hour, and then I'll just ritual cast identify. Sure. Um, all right. The rubbing that you have says, Abandoned eyes shall observe your sins. Lay them bare so that the world be healed. I'll put that in chat along with Yordi's. Yordi's tablet reads, The accord is struck, and soon our prognosticator shall sacrifice himself to appease the god of light and Goskia. He has bade us hide deep beneath the depths of the desert so that we may survive this incursion. The farmers have abandoned their millet and grapes. The scholars have forsaken their scrolls. The children cry out for life. Then there's a break in the tablet. The people have long fled now. I can see a new dawn rising through this mire of darkness, the sunlight peeking over the ridge. Unfinal shapes rise listlessly from the ground. Pierced screams echo across this chasm. The Ancient One has arrived. Now comes our salvation. That's deep. <clears throat> it's in the chapter, Thank you. guys. Mm-hmm. Also, while we were running back, I'd like to have explained to you guys about the whole... Uh... Uh, what the heck is that dude's name? The other Mizoku, the totally not Arjuner. What the heck is this? Suger? Yeah, that's the one, Suger. Remember, because <laughs> he he changed he changed into the other people. He went through the portal. I saw all of it, but you guys did not know about this prior to the yes, this situation because I did not want to mention it in front of Archer. So, you know, just the whole clip from the last session where that was explained what happened. <laughs> okay. Can I attempt to make an arcane check to see what? the magic gems Dara got could be or uh, identify on them or something. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say on the ride there, you kind of went through everything. Like, that's fine. Uh, The magic gem is some sort of focusing stone. Some sort of arcane focusing stone. Uh, I don't have an actual item for it made because I have another use that I'll message you about that I think would be pretty cool. And if not, you can use it how you want. But it is the Star Weaver's focusing stone. Um, one of them is the Star Weaver Scepter, which is a magical staff uh, of some variety that I haven't finished yet because I asked Morgan what exactly she would like, and I never got a complete answer. So, to be determined. <laughs> uh, one of them is Star Weaver's Meteor, a magical warhammer that would be perfect for your room. One of them is the Star Weaver's Vestments, which would be perfect for Clusion. It's a kind of light armor, magical garb that has some extra effects. I hand these to the respective people. Okay. And you know from your Identify spell that to activate the garments uh, for both sets, you just have to put it kind of toward your chest, push and twist, and it starts creating the armor out of magic. Uh, the last is Star Weaver's Courage, which you know to be a sort of magical breastplate. That would be great for Orifarnay. Then there is one more item, another strange stone, that uh, 
for now, we'll say is another focusing stone, uh, but it'll be an item for Jackson later on. Um, After I can get in touch with him and figure out what he would kind of like, we can weave around it. I was, I was halfway between armor and a cloak, and I'm like thinking of The Incredibles, how people just get blown up in plain <laughs> capes. <laughs> So I, I wear, I stray from them. That's why theirs is very short, just for utility. But I, I still, I don't know. There is one final thing. You identify the lens of Antiphony. You identify it and you don't feel magic so much. It's an unfamiliar kind of magic. It doesn't feel like arcane magic so much as polyphonic it's more polyphonic based it's it's not arcana it's not mana magic and so your identify is having a hard time picking up the actual magic of it uh it is something far different another form of magic that is not based on mana could i make just a straight arcana check on instead of using detect magic sure i rolled a five so 18 okay um with a 5 slash 18, it is, like I said, a lens of Antiphony, and you know it to not have the type of magic that you are used to. It feels familiar, especially after touching the weave. This feels very familiar. Uh, it reminds you of the vision that you all had seen where the people were wielding sound as magic, uh, where it wasn't based on mana, the polyphonic chorus of the battlefield that you had seen before. Um you do see the different levers on the sides of it and the different glasses and magnifying lenses. Would you like to play with it at all? I tell out to the group, this is really stupid. And I start messing with it. Sure. You click a couple of the levers, fold them in. Uh, some of the lenses fold in and fold out and the whole lens of Antiphony expands, showing fastidious branches of columnate cosmography. It is showing you many different realities all in one, and it hurts your brain, and you take oh God. one point of psychic damage. As, as you do so, you kind of instinctively start to close it as your brain is just being overwhelmed by these different timelines and futures and pasts all weaving into one. You're seeing, especially in that first moment, which is what really fucked up your brain, you're seeing you but not you you as different versions of you in different times and different lands and different styles of clothing and it's just really fucking up your brain in that moment you make it back to the brokamuda the stables morgan you had something what does prognostator mean prognostiercator Pro shit what does it say on here prognosticator prognoc fuck <laughs> just what is it a prognosticator is a person who foretells prophecies in future events. Okay, thank you. It's essentially like a seer, uh, but a stupidly long word so for sorry. it. Like so the person sorry. who wrote down the the whole prophecy about the world ending. Okay. Yes, could be a prognosticator. These specifically prognosticators are related to an ancient civilization. Hence why they're not just like seers or shamans or anything like that. Hey, Alexander, could I see that for a moment? I hand it to him. 
I mean, do you uh, con- convey this, what you saw, and any of that? Think of it Think of it like this. Like, I might be looking through the arcane eyes, figuring this out, but I'm mumbling or saying all this information out loud. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, it, it sounds like speculomancy, at least a little bit, to me, to Orofarne's semi-trained ear. Um, he's going to wield it in, in his speculomantic arm and you know see see if he can look into it maybe summon his echo next to him swap you know it, it kind of toy with space and time a little bit while sure. observing space and time that is a triple critical because you fucked with space and time and that's going to be 18 d6 <laughs> you're dead right essentially and we all die with you because reality just folded in on us. I created a black hole. That's exactly right. That's how it works. That's how the schism it works. You are is now here. Amira. Like. Yes. You see, kind of using your speculomancy to try to um, manipulate a bit more and hone into it, and having been used to seeing into different timelines and such, uh, you see what looks like Orofarne, and instead of an obsidian arm, he has a metallic arm with different servos and rotors and motors being visible. Uh, Instead of missing half of his skull and being replaced with obsidian, it's replaced with technology that kind of goes and covers his eye and forms a kind of like lens over it. Um, He's holding what looks to be a very advanced firearm and he's walking through the seats, uh, the streets of this rainy busted down city, just slowly like his boots meeting the pavement. Um, at first you're looking like third person and then you're looking through his eyes and you're seeing the lens just like flicking across different numbers and letters that you've never seen before. And as he looks at things, it kind of focuses and zooms in. Uh, and that's all you get before it starts to close in on itself. He's just kind of like sitting there and he's holding it and he's like, I just saw another reality that is completely, you just take this back. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think the world is ready for that one. <laughs> but you, our viewers, that's a sneak peek to something that may or may <laughs> not be coming up for another time. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I have to go back to Alexander. That's literally why I made the items. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, shit! Makes everything we ever do canon. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. Hell yeah. And in the multiverse. All right. You arrive back at the Barokamuda as Amalur slows his pace and begins trotting slowly back to the stables. You see Argeter standing outside the hot air balloon with crates filled with Denora, Airstone, and Amaranth crystals. Kind of took the liberty of chopping up some of the larger pieces. Um, yeah. Any... He's like staring at them and he's looking at you as you pull up and he's like, I don't personally think it's worth lugging all of these crystals by crate everywhere you go. Um, I do have something I could give you for a slight fee. Uh, this, this is a not an extremely common item by any measure here. Uh, you see him pull out what looks like a satchel. Kind of opens it and drops handfuls of crystals in, and it doesn't seem to be expanding in any way. It's like, uh, 
I could give you this. Um, be pretty handy, I think, at least with this. Just make sure that if you do take this, that you, you kind of try to keep them separated because it might be a bitch trying to have <laughs> them all out in different forms. Uh, anyway, I just asked for one thing. If you honor Sugar's deal, I know about it. Don't, and he kind of like holds up a hand. He's like, don't, I, I know a lot. If you honor it and you clear out that group of vampires for him, I want you to find in his little castle up there a certain item, something that I don't feel that he should have access to and something that I feel he has abused over the years it is the item that allows one to create glyphs of Atropos. There's only one in the entire world. He's had it for a long time. He's got a few uses left. But until he goes back to the source, I feel the one he put on Yordrim. At this point, Yordrim, it's made painfully aware that you do have one. Uh, he's like, I feel like the last one that he put on Yordrim is probably his final casting of it until he gets back to that castle. So my only price is that should you complete his favor and should you find the item that creates Glyphs of Atropos, you take it and you don't give it to him. I don't care what you do with it. Just be responsible. Just don't give it back to him. Forty's acting all kind of concerned now. He's like, <laughs> what do these glyphs do? Dara, you had some? Did, did you literally just Skyrim give us two different plot points and we have to pick a side? Yeah. But the one side we die. You know what I did? I say, but there's one side we I walked die. away for a Either year side. and never completed the quest, so they still sat there not knowing <laughs> Uh, you already to answer your question. Um, Commitment. <laughs> Arjuner says it can compel one to complete a task that they have sworn to complete, uh, or a task that they have been bound to. You don't have to necessarily agree to the mark to receive the mark. It was used as a pact in ancient times to assure that something would get done. Uh, Sugair tends to abuse it and give it unwillingly. From what I understand, he made a contract with some of you. Uh, so at least there's that. <laughs> but Yordrim, I don't think that he gave it to you willingly. Why would he do that? No. What does he get, seek to gain, do you think? Because well, he's a piece of shit. I know he's a piece of shit, but what is he gaining he by gain glyphing leverage. Yordrim without consent? If I had to guess, power. it would be power. Yeah, he he gets what he wants. He, can get power, he always him. He gets what he wants. You cannot disobey him in such a way that would harm him. You couldn't just outwardly attack him. If you did, you'd be in excruciating pain. It's insurance. Uh, again, it was the original purpose of it was insurance based on high level intelligence missions you know you you cannot disobey the order that you were given sugair twisted it and he used it in his contracts hey do you think that wow no dara would not say this but i'm gonna say this man what if he has <laughs> her fucking glyft oh that's it i'm out uh-uh Arjuner will say, uh-uh, that's what... Unfortunately, unfortunately, 
Uh, I don't believe that to be the case. I didn't say that. No, I said that. Me, Morgan, I said Dara would not say that. Okay. that speculation. And you said you were going to say it anyway, no, so I no, thought you no, said it. No, me, Morgan. <laughs> you said Dara wouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say That's fine. All right. I'm a speculator. A disembodied voice just appears next to Dara. <laughs> no. But actually. Anyway. Yeah, you gained some Denora crystals. You gained amaranth and air stones. You saw a strange prophecy vision of polyphonic architects of the transitory wave, as Sorgina said, uh, as they waged war against something. You watched what looked like Amira reviving the areas that had been destroyed by entropy. You watched the plateau sink, the fight with the mummy lord, who I'll just say, because you'll never know and it doesn't matter, was Myru from last episode's fun fact. The one who people believe used to be Lorik the Earthweaver before he died, uh, protecting the weave. You gained the lens of Antiphony, you gained the item of the Starweaver set. Uh, we lost Clucian's old glove somewhere in the forest a long time ago. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, what else is there? Um, you made it back to the Barokumuda. Argeter is offering you a bag of holding in exchange for finding the item that creates glyphs of Atropos and not allowing Sugar to have it. Yeah. Do you guys accept the bag or no? I mean, I don't see a reason to refuse. Take it. I, I think that no good can come from Sugar having that glyph, after, especially after having seen what we've seen and knowing who he is and his involvement with the kidnapping of people and stuff at the tournament. Sure. Architer uh, kind of steps forward to Euclusion and he hands you the bag. He's like, uh, it'll take a little bit of time to dump all the crystals in, but you'll find that the bag doesn't weigh any heavier. Could at least be handy and make moving around a little easier. What? Uh, I, go ahead. If I cast reduce on the crate, could we just drop the crate in there? Would it be like in a perpetual state of reduced? I, you know what? I like that. And I'm going to say sure. I, I don't think it would normally work, no. But I'm going to say sure because I do like that. And I'll say the moment you pull it out of the bag, it instantly turns to full it, it, size. Yeah, so you're going to have to be careful pulling it out. Mm -hmm. But I'll say sure for this. Yeah. We'll say instead of just a bag of holding, this is a bag of holding dash suspended states <laughs> of some kind work in progress name but it, it's like a bag of anything you put in it will remain in that state suspended in time until you pull it out guys my it's gonna uh, be breakable okay. i know so <laughs> we, we may have to workshop that we polymorph god damn it oh, no. <laughs> we polymorph him and then we just put him in there i have a feeling that wouldn't work and then we turn it inside out <laughs> and then we turn it inside. We'll call it a bag into of that void. temporal holding. We'll call it a bag of temporal holding. Um, if I'm someone sick and you can't put living in a bag of holding, I, I think. think you can, but it runs out of air very yeah, quickly. 
It's like 10 minutes of air or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be so inconvenient. However, unfortunately for me, <laughs> a bag of temporal holding means that they would just be suspended as if nothing happened. Uh, I will say there's going to be a caveat here. Unwilling creatures cannot enter the bag. Okay, so we, so we just had to cast friends there on him first. Oh, it's the power of friendship <laughs> gains. Oh, it's friendship uh, the whole time. Lucian, you can add a bag of holding to your inventory and just like make a note on it that it's a bag of temporal holding. Okay. See, that's cool though. Like, like food won't spoil, you know, shit like that. That's just, you know, something useless that would just is neat. Yeah. Only limit is no unwilling creatures can go inside. But if you put a willing creature in and they went in, you could just pull them out a little later and it'd be fine. Oh, like a Pokemon. Damn. Yo, Essentially, okay. it's just a suspended state of time stops inside the bag. Yo, if we die, shove a corpse in there. Yeah. And then it's just, you could revive them anytime. Yeah. Literally. The uh... only problem is where does the soul go? Wait. Because <laughs> that, that's, that's the really... the soul, not the body. But I like right. it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if Alexander is about to go down like he did here, just about shove him in the bed before he goes down. Shove. Do you <laughs> do you, see him? Me, do you resist? <laughs> Get in the bed. I do not require sustenance. Do you resist? Just a dead sprint to the person with the bed. God just damn it. dives. Yeah. <laughs> Dara's Dara's new motto is, I do not require sustenance, but I do require consent. <laughs> it's a good look in 2022. It's a good look. Yeah. So, like, like, if you put somebody in there who is, like, currently unconscious and has, like, two failed death saves or one failed death saves, could you just, like, toss them in there? The thing is, you wouldn't know the death saves, and yeah. it brings up the question of the soul. They can't be willing if they're unconscious. Yeah. It's, it's only it's been That's twelve seconds. Coleman, <laughs> Coleman, we're going party rules. If they're unconscious, it's not consensual. Oh my god! Okay, well, all right. <laughs> I like it. That's fine. That's fine. Classy. Stay classy. <laughs> the wise words of uh, Henry Crabgrass. That's right. <laughs> uh, consent, please. Good. I feel like a lot of stuff happened this episode, but also not a lot of stuff happened. You also met what briefly. Um, I've already forgotten the name. Uh, Kazuzu. Yes, yep. Kazuzu? Kazulu. What? Kazulu? Kazuzu? I don't remember. The Flying Snakes. The Flying Snakes. Oh, yeah, the that's biggest. the name of those. Hang on, what? The snakes are called Kazulu. Kazulu. Yep. And then by the who people? Like... They're worshipped by who? The Hosak people. Kosalar. Or the Kosalar, sorry. The XH... O S A L A R, the snake like insectoid people. At the same time? Well, they're, they're basically, they have lithe bodies resembling a cross between a praying mantis and a snake. Some have four arms, others have two with two vestigial small limbs. Uh, they're born, born with poisonous fangs and rattling tails, which are served as a warning to foes, but also they're used in music and conversation with their tails. Um, they have hoods like a cobra snake, and each hood has unique patterns on it. Um, their carapace varies from yellow, brown, green, red, gray. Occasionally one is born with a black carapace, and they're seen as a sign from Khazulu, the great sky serpent, as 
a prodigy who will become a great leader. Oh, I remember this because I wanted to be an orchid mantis. Yeah, they were the original peoples of the Kosik Desert before the refugees from the Green Sea came. Uh, they called them the Fainal. The Kosalar called the Green Sea refugees Fainal. And denied them food and water and safety. And then the humans sieged the city, took it. And the Kosalar were kicked out. And they, instead of like trying to make peace, they decided... It was a sign from their God for their hubris and for their unkindness and refusing to help a stranger. And they became wanderers ever since. I had to be one if I died. Nice. And it was, it was Starweaver's vestments, right? Was the... Yes, sir. It is an item you can put in your inventory if you'd like. Um, Yordi, what is your base armor? Like your armor equipment? Um... It is like my like what are you wearing? My heavy uh, smoldering armor plate. Okay, so yeah, what you've got is already way better than what I'm tossing. Okay, good deal. Coleman, you can accept Starweaver's Courage. It is a breastplate. It is plus one to armor uh, and makes you immune to the frightened condition. Hell yeah. Ooh, and we're like, that's an, that's an we're interesting like Iron Man now. The armor armor class drops by one, but now I'm immune to fear. Oh my god! Could be good for Sean. And and I don't. Oh yeah, no, that's why I asked. Yeah, and uh, also I don't have disadvantage on stealth anymore. So bada bing, bada boom, baby. I loved him. I'll take uh, it. The vestments for Clusion are a plus two piece. They give you resistance to non magical bludgeoning and piercing and stuff. Uh, Star Weaver's meteor you can add to your inventory. Yorderim. It is a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls, deals 1d8 bludgeoning damage one-handed or 1d10 two-handed, as well as 1d6 force damage. Twice per day, you may strike the ground, causing all enemies within 10 feet of you to take 2d10 plus 3d6 force damage and fall prone on a failed save if their size beat him or smaller. This does include teammates, so you have to be careful about it. That's, That's a badass. Lot of it's kind of modeled. On the way. Okay. On the way back. It's kind of like Reinhardt's hammer down, like you just got to use it wisely. <laughs> Except it's like a whole circular around you. And as it happens, uh, it's kind of flavored. Because I made it, so it's flavored anyway. But it's kind of flavored that uh, as you strike down, it's like the force of a falling star hitting the ground. And like glittering stars kind of appear momentarily in the air when you use it. Wow. So what does mine inclusions matching armor look like? It looks like uh, I wrote in there that it matches the personality of the wielder. So it's up to you guys. Okay. <laughs> cool. When you put it on and you click it and twist it, it kind of like forms around with straps and then the a weave-like substance moves around it and creates and then hardens to create whatever look you have. Uh, for the stone, for Alexander, we'll talk about it. I have some ideas. I'd like to hear what you think as well. I just had an idea. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. For Morgan, the staff. Um, we'll talk about it. I have some ideas. Yes. I think you'll stick. like them. That's what I said. More more uh, combat slash utility options for you that you don't currently have access to. And the staff of utility that you already have is becoming redundant due to class changes. And it's like, you know. <laughs> he said, what do you want to upgrade? Little I'm like, what? Can else could I add to the stat block that I will forget during combat? I literally 
cannot add. I took a feat that I think is illegal, and I still haven't what? removed it because what? he said <laughs> that it was possibly illegal from somebody's personal campaign, and I forgot to remove it. So I don't remember what it is. It's a it's like a bring back to thingy. You go if you die, you come back with one hit point. It's you can only use it once ever, kind of fucking deal. It was it was wild. I was like, this exists, and so I clicked okay, it, and I, I was remember. like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Reality. We'll, can be we'll have a look I and see. <laughs> I'm kidding. It to be whatever I want it to be. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm assuming you. I don't want to trail off on it. I was. I think I. You're talking about Boon of the Mystic Mist. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Where is it from? Is I that a golden one? I have... Is it a I'm sorry. I thought so. I thought I'm so. so sorry. That's that's my boon. That's the epic boon I gave Michael. Oh my god. <laughs> For our Friday game. I chose yeah, it. That is yeah, that, the one boon. that I keep reading wrong? Yeah, that one. I chose yeah. it. And we'll, I'm... we'll talk about that, Morgan. We'll talk about that. Um, I'll remove it. We'll figure out. Chase, I'll have a conversation with you about that. Morgan will have a conversation about the staff and feet thing and see what you want to do with it. Um... Everybody can level up once. I love you. Have a great night. See you next week.